Ladies and gentlemen, it is with great pleasure I direct your attention... Welcome back to The Think Tank, a podcast for life's deeper conversations. Hosted by Ethan Finn and Chase Sanchez, they dive into some of the most compelling topics. Join them as they go deep into The Think Tank. Welcome to Think Tank Podcast. I'm your host, Ethan. And I'm your host, Chase. <laughs> uh, this is episode three, season two. We got Jack Welty and Tyler Neal in the building. Welcome to the podcast. How's it going? All right, thanks for having us. Yeah, for sure. Thanks for coming on. Uh, so, why don't you guys... <laughs> why are you laughing? It's dying over here. Um, why don't you guys tell us a little bit about yourselves before we get started? Me first? Okay. Well, yeah, my name is Jack Welty. I went to Delaware High School. That's how, you know, these guys know me. Um, I played basketball there for four years, and I went to Bethel College in Kansas and ended up transferring back to Sierra where I currently go now. Um, I'm not really hooping right now. I had a couple hip surgeries, so, you know, it's kind of hard to play basketball with bad hips, but I'm just in the recovery process right now, but yeah. There you go. Um, yeah, I'm Tyler. I'm just a junior at Del Oro. Um, play basketball with these guys. Um, known Jack, he's like my brother. <laughs> and, and yeah. Why did you say it like that? <laughs> he's not my brother. Oh, That's bro. funny. Yeah, I coach Tyler. We have our own little AAU team, so. That's sweet. That's sweet. Yeah. Um, how did you guys, like, meet? Did you just meet, like, did your families know each other before? Nah. Or, like. It's actually an interesting story. Is it? So, <laughs> so nah, so his sis, his older sister, Katie, she is a grade below me, and we kind of became friends just through basketball and stuff like that, so. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, we had our own little basketball friend group, and so. Like, during my games, you know, the whole, like, Tyler and his brother Riley and Katie, they'd always be at the games because Katie would play either before or after us because she played for uh, the girls' varsity team. That's right. So, you know, I would see them sometimes at the games. And then as Katie and I got closer and we kind of had, like, our friend group, we would start going over to, to their house. And then I got to meet Tyler and Riley. And just as time went on, we just kind of we got much closer. And, yeah, now he's like he's like my little brother for real. And, you know. It's, it's really neat having people in your life like that because, you know, I learn a lot from him and I know I can, like, I can try to pass some things I know down to him. So, yeah you know, really grateful for those types of relationships. But, yeah, that's kind of how we meet. That's a short story of it, I'd say. Definitely. Yeah, that's super cool. I, I totally forgot you had a sister <laughs> yep. every time. But, uh, yeah, that's that, that's really cool. So you've been going to Delaware Games then at least since, minute. since Jack's been in. in well, well, yeah. <clears throat> back when I was in second going into third grade, that's when I started playing football and I played for Del Oro. So, you know, my family, we were, like, always, like, supporting Del Oro. We always went to their high school games since I was in second, third grade. So we've been kind of in the system for a long time, supporting Del Oro. And then I actually went to middle school with Jack. Mm-hmm. When I was in fourth, fourth grade, Jack was in eighth grade there. Or maybe when I was in third grade, he was in eighth grade, something like that. A little bit fourth, yeah. Yeah, and so, um, and then Jack ended up going to Del Oro, and we ended up going to Del Oro. And I remember I talked to him when I, I was in fifth grade, um, and Jack, it was his first year there, or 
fifth or fourth grade. Uh, it was Jack's first year there, and I noticed him from from middle school, and I and I talked to him because we never really talked that much. Nah. And I know he remember. I've told him the story before, and he remembers it. I saw him at a football game and asked him how he liked Del Oro and that I that I was gonna go there one day and how he liked it, and that he needed to convince my sister to go there because she was in eighth grade, trying to decide where to go to high school. And I saw him at the football game and. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, what are the odds, right? Yeah, that's, no. <laughs> that's nuts. Dude, I don't think I went to a single like high school game until I was in like high school. I, I think I went to I think I went to a couple when I was in eighth grade. Uh-huh. I think that was like Chris's senior year. Yeah. So I, I saw like a few of those games, but some people have been going to games like since like, like Austin, <laughs> Austin's been going to Delaware games since he was like born. Well, yeah, if you grew up in Loomis, it's yeah. like. It's very, yeah. like, you know, you're going to games since you were, like, you know, really, really young. Especially if yeah. you have older brothers or sisters. Like, Delroy is just that type of community. Definitely. Yeah, Versus, yeah. like, we kind of came, like, I was, we went up to Weimar, which is about, like, 20 miles up the hill. So, mm. I mean, he he was kind of exposed to, like, the Delroy culture earlier because he was playing, you know, junior Golden Eagles. But I was always up there. You know, I mm. didn't have any association with D.O. until high school. So, like, kind of like you, like, high school, that was my first football game. And, yeah. 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 Yeah, like you said, when you're in like Loomis, it's like the thing to do. There's there's like not a whole lot, and you know if you're if you're in Loomis and there's a game that night, the odds are you're gonna be there. That's true. There's, yeah. not, there's not like a, a plethora of things to do like in Loomis. So the games are like something everyone can kind of like is like a good bet where you're gonna find like a lot of other people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, so Jack, actually, uh, I wanted to have you on today because. Uh, I hear you're uh, you're a pretty insightful guy, pretty yeah, pretty deep thinking guy. For sure. I, I say this for a lot of guests because it's usually yeah. why we want them on. Um, but sometimes I see like your Instagram polls and stuff, and I'm like, uh-huh. wow, this is actually like a, <laughs> this is a good thought here. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know. I don't know how to kind of open this up, but uh, um, I don't know. I just I guess I just kind of wanted to see what was you know pick your brain for like yeah some uh, some deep stuff like that. So. Uh, well, you mentioned Instagram polls, and I a lot of times, you know, I get bored doing whatnot, like rehabbing, recovering, and stuff like that. And sometimes I like to throw something on there just to kind of see, you know, how, how certain people are thinking. And mm-hmm. I think they're, it's good, you know. I think a lot of people, a lot of people like to, you know, talk a lot, do all the talking, but a lot of people don't like to ask questions. And I think asking questions is a really, you know, good part of developing yourself and like becoming smarter. And just getting opinions from other people on certain like basic questions, you know what I'm saying? Like you get to kind of see what people value versus what they may not value as much. And I just think that's really, that's a really neat thing to see because not, uh, most people don't like, they don't know that for sure. And I think it helps you, you know, as a person kind of get a better understanding of who you're around and like what your generation's like and what different people value. You can kind of go through there, which is from there, which is pretty cool. Yeah, that's that's definitely true. Um, I I've kind of ever since kind of we started this podcast, I feel like that's kind of what we've done too. Is is just we just want to like hear different stories, yeah. yeah. And like talk to different people who you know maybe are kind of like outside of mm-hmm. our community, yeah. Because uh, there's just something about it where learning about other people and just kind of like the way they live too is like fascinating. Yeah. Because you never really think about like you know you go out in the street or like you go to the store and there's like all those people in there have their own story in their own life. Yeah. And they all probably have something like interesting to say too. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's what's been great about this podcast. Like we've been able to like 
kind of talk to different people about that kind of stuff. Yeah, absolutely. And I've like, I was looking through some of your guys' stuff. You guys have everything, you know, <laughs> so many issues being talked about. You know, I know last week you had Cody Crandall on and just like little things like that. And it's just not just like the topic you're talking about, but you can really see when someone like, you know, gets excited about something yeah. and has a passion for talking about something. And I think that's one of the coolest things you can really see in somebody. Because so many people, you know, I think, especially you guys might see this in high school, people kind of try to like put on like a facade and like don't act like they're really into anything. They're just trying to like play it cool and whatever. Mm -hmm. And like that might be cool in high school, whatever. But like as you go get into college, into life, you know, there's nothing better than somebody that like really loves something, has a passion for it, and like goes after that because ultimately that's what's going to make you successful and much happier. So I think it's, you know, like even like doing this, like this is really cool. Obviously, you guys got a passion for, you know, podcasts and learning about other people and getting other people's stories out there along with your own so i think that's really it's definitely a step in the right direction so mm -hmm. yeah i think it felt kind of weird at least for me starting it because i didn't know like anyone that had a podcast i didn't think like a <laughs> yeah, podcast yeah. starting one was like a very like popular thing to do but yeah it was like not like a leap of faith but like it was like stepping into something that was like totally foreign and then it was cool to hear like other people like a few months later ever starting like their own podcast and like i mean i don't want to take credit and say oh, it was because of us but like we were kind of the first to like do it at least out of people i know yeah. that are like in yeah. high school i feel like with podcasting people kind of feel like it's this like foreign thing where it's mm -hmm. like oh you know you have a podcast like it costs money and you got to have all this equipment and stuff but like really you don't have to have that much i mean technically you could just produce a podcast with just your phone mic yeah and, like it's free to publish a podcast yeah it doesn't mean you're going to get like millions of listeners mm -hmm. but you anyone can do it and i think uh it's been the easiest way that we can kind of have conversations like this and then yeah. get it out to the world because i feel like sometimes you know you like you were talking about like in high school like people people don't really show that they actually have interest in, in stuff mm -hmm. and so um getting a chance you know a place like this where people can literally just express those interests and, yeah. and kind of talk about what they like uh it's definitely a Something, something that we, we enjoy doing. So Yeah, and like what going back to what Chase said about, you know, having other people kind of draw inspiration from it. Like so many people ha might have an idea or might want to do something, but they don't act they like they're too scared to do it for whatever reason. Like, you know, it costs too much. What are people gonna think mm -hmm. of me? And like you guys just kinda jumping into the space and showing everybody that you can do it. And then, you know, people probably at Delaro are talking about it. You know, they like the podcast. They you know, you guys are getting a lot of views and good comments and like people are like, Oh, you know, I can do that now. And so I think that's mm -hmm. just a really powerful thing to kind of inspire people and show them that they can do it if they really want to. Yeah. Yeah. The first sure. week was like so weird because was. everyone was like coming up to you like, oh, I found, heard you have a podcast. Like, oh, like, yeah. Like I didn't know like <laughs> what to say or like. It's awkward to, too. Yeah. Like the first few episodes are super weird because uh -huh. we don't really know what we're doing. And so it should just feel like a normal conversation, but because you know, you're recording it, it feels very like it needs to be like formal or whatever. Yeah, definitely. And so it's like, it's kind of awkward. There, there was multiple times in the first few episodes where there was just like awkward dead space and we had to just like cut it out. Yeah. Cause we're like, Oh, we don't know what to talk about here. Yeah. But, uh, since then I feel like it's kind of flowed a lot better. Yeah, no, you do a good job bringing up topic and finding something to talk about, you know, to keep everyone in, in the conversation. Yeah. Well, cause like usually if I notice that it's going to start, kind of like trailing off into nothing then i'll like bring something else up and i'll just yeah. be like you know so what do you think about this um 
but like most of the time now we don't do really much editing at all. Yeah. Like, yeah. Unless unless someone says something that we'll have some people on that are like they just yeah. like every once in a while we'll have a guest and, and they say something and I'm like, yeah, we're not putting that out there. So I'll just like have to cut that out. But yeah. most of the time it's just like upload the reg- like whatever we record is is what you hear. And I think that's cool because it's more authentic. But <laughs> people just feel a little too a little too confident, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just be saying anything. <laughs> yeah, okay, okay. Like Ashwagandha. That was funny. Have you guys have you guys tried Ashwagandha? He bought some. He it's... threw me in a group chat with uh Cody last week. I was like, uh, Yeah, yeah. Listening what is it? to Forum Friends. <laughs> yeah, Cody was talking about it and, and it it actually interested me. Um, you know, you know, he last week he talked about all the all the things it does, how helpful it is, and then I know Colin said he he took a picture with it and he said, "Oh, yeah, he's like it, it works." Yeah, he's like he's like, like no, he's just saying. <laughs> well, he's just saying. He was just saying. Oh, it, it, you know, it feels great. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, because because I, I I sent I sent the, the to the basketball group chat yeah. the, the picture for, of like Cody's episode or whatever. Oh, yeah. And then Colin's like, "No way, you guys talking about Ashwagandha?" And he sent a picture of him with it. Yeah. It's the most common thing to have. Yeah, to. yeah. I can't believe it's legal because it, isn't it like technically a drug? Like, I mean, but you don't have, you have a to, root or something. Like yeah, that. it's a, it's something. A root. Yeah. But it the stuff that it does, like, I feel like you'd have to be eighteen to buy it. I mean, it's it's not like it. It's like you, you can't really get out of control with it because I know there's some things where like, you know, irresponsible kids be like, oh, uh, I want I want to like do this, and then they end up taking like way too much or whatever, mm-hmm. and so I mean. Of what I've heard, like the side effects aren't even like bad. If you, the only thing is, if you take too much, you just kind of feel tired and lazy I think that's throughout probably the day. Why it's not like uh, you have to be eighteen for it because there's no like real side effects unless yeah. you're like completely just like taken away over the amount of like dosage yeah, you're supposed true. to take. Yeah, if it was like if if there was like bad side effects or like you know some cons to it. Then definitely you would have to. It's probably to like I, mean, I feel like there, there's got to be some con. That's, that's but that's, it's, we just it's, don't it, know it, it'd be like, like creatine, you know, where it's like yeah. I thought the same thing. I was that's like, true. there's got to be like bad. Uh, there's got to be a side effect to this, and there's really nothing unless you're like taking way more than you're supposed yeah. to be. So I mean, I'm not saying it's the same thing as creatine, but it's probably like so, the side effects are similar in a way where it's like. There's not nothing that can. Re- there's no real side effects unless you're just like completely like. Well, it's it. it's probably recommended to be eighteen because yeah. I know with creatine and pre workout it says don't use unless you're eighteen or older. Uh, it's but weird because like, it says on the bottle, but then you don't have to. You don't have to. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's like weird. it's it's more like a recommendation. Uh-huh. I feel like. Yeah. But I don't know. Actually, I was I was gonna bring this up, and I don't know if, if you guys want to talk about this or not. What do you guys think about like drugs and like legalization of drugs? Man, myself. So being in the, you know, the basketball space for a long time, being mm-hmm. around different types of people, different cultures, you know, you kind of like growing up in this area, like Placer County, you kind of have a preconceived notion about a lot of things like yeah. Placer County is pretty conservative in general and has a lot of conservative values. But, you know, going places like for me, like going to Kansas and meeting a lot of different people and then even like Sierra College, like you get a ton of different people from different backgrounds. Mm-hmm. And I think you kind of you start to have a different outlook on certain types of drugs like so for me personally you know i'm all for like the decriminalization of marijuana Mm. because you know like growing up a lot of times you hear oh marijuana like destroys your brain it's bad and all all this i'm like okay but like a lot of people for a lot of people they use it for really good things i got a couple buddies that use it for anxiety to control their anxiety and stuff like that 
So I think it's one of those things. It's like, what would you rather have? Crippling anxiety that inhibits you from doing your everyday tasks or, you know, have a little bit of THC and, you know, be okay. So, I mean, everyone has their own opinion on it, but I think, but I do think also, you know, I've seen it with members of my own family. Drugs can kind of, you know, lead you down a a bad path and you can get get out of control. Yeah, Yeah, definitely. I know, you know, people that have been amazing athletes that, you know, that could have been something like sports could have been something like really big in their life. And, and then drugs just take over their life and they don't really care about sports anymore or like how athletic they were. They just really don't care. They just let the drugs take them away. And, you know, they forget about what they, what they ever did before that, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's true. I feel like for me that I'm kind of the same way. Like, I feel like there's no reason why, marijuana should be like outlawed especially because i feel like a lot of the same arguments can be said about alcohol yeah alcohol is completely legal so Mm -hmm. um but then my question is like where's the line because i mean obviously you don't want people like shooting up black tar heroin yeah it's like but there's gonna be people that are gonna try to use that as an excuse just i feel like like, go crazy i feel like well i also feel like it just kind of opens the door because like for me like i have no problem with weed being legal but then like now it's the next drug and i feel like it's just gonna be like Okay, well now, like, at what point do we say, like, no, no, we can't, we can't legalize anything else because now it's just, and, and now there's the the cons like outweigh the pros yeah. of these type of drugs. Yeah, I think you know, it's hard. It's like like you said because like once one thing's legalized and you know people on whatever side are gonna try to push for more things, but mm-hmm. like with marijuana, I think there's a lot of health benefits. You know, like they see with people like that, you know, have terminal cancer and mm-hmm. stuff like that. You know, use like you want to like smoke or whatever to get your appetite up that way you don't lose you know too much weight and then like i said it can be used for anxiety yeah and all kinds of medicinal uses but you know i think like like you said like black tar heroin or you know Mm -hmm. cocaine or whatever it's like what are the real health benefits there are you taking it for an actual benefit are you just taking it for a high yeah yeah. so i think you could just kind of have to find a, a safe balance there yeah no that's that's definitely true um and i mean at the end of the day i feel like people that want to use those type of really bad drugs are going to get a hold of them. Yeah, anyway. they will know. And yeah. so it's like criminalizing weed is not going to, no. it's not going to do much in terms of like stopping drugs from getting out. So and then, you know, then there's like places like Oregon where they, didn't they legalize Coke in the last election or something? I like saw that. something like yeah, that. That's something crazy. Like that. It's like, that's, I don't know. Oregon's wild. And <laughs> that's for sure. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, me, personally, I was always, like, the big, like, no on all of them. Like, they should all be, like, illegal. But then, like, someone made, like, a very good point to me. Like, well, clearly, like, it being, like, illegal isn't really stopping the people that want to do it to go get it. Mm-hmm. And that kind of, like, really opened my mind because I was, like, thinking in my mindset, like, where if something's illegal, like, I'm not going to, like, do it. But it's, like, for people, like, other people, they don't care that it's, like illegal or not you know yeah so it's like for me if something's illegal i'm not going to do it but for them that that just does not matter at all so and like that whether it's legal or not is not going to stop them from from doing it so there's kind of no point to it yeah and it's just like a waste of like time and energy for the people that have to like manage it yeah i think it's interesting what you're saying about like athletes and stuff because uh i i know well i'm thinking of one in particular i'm not gonna say any names but uh <laughs> you know he's he started like smoking weed and stuff and like he became like i feel like a little bit of a better player for it and like 
I don't know if that's if there's any like correlation there, but I don't know. He's like he's like a better teammate and like there's just I don't know. There's just something about it where it's like where it's like he's like calmer. He's like calmer with it, and it like I feel yeah. like it helps him with that. Yeah, no, definitely. but like, but like I don't. I'm, obviously, that can't be said about everyone. Um, but I think that's an interesting interesting space because there's so many people that that do like ruin their like futures by by like taking all these drugs and stuff, and it's like, yeah. dude, you, like you had your life set. Yeah, you know, you could you could have had, you could have had so much, but uh, my my cousin actually is kind of like a side note. She went to high school with this this really good pitcher, and he ended up getting uh, drafted by the Dodgers. Oh wow! And he was gonna be like, like the next big guy. Like he was gonna be the pitcher, and uh, then like the money started going to his head, and he started like spending it on like drugs and like girls and like really bad stuff, and then like he ended up uh, throwing away everything. I forget what he did. I, I can't remember if he died or if, uh, or if he got, he did something to get him kicked off the team. But, uh, you know, I feel like that happens all too often. Yeah. And especially where, you know, Tyler and I went to middle school up the hill, like we Mark Colfax area. Mm-hmm. I think, I don't really know what it is, but it's always seemed like that kind of stuff, whether it be, you know, alcohol abuse or, you know, whatever kind of hard drugs you know it's very prominent up there so it's mm. it's sad because i've i've played with and i've seen a lot of guys that are so much talent easily could have gotten a college scholarship d1 d2 d3 whatever nai but you know you get you know you let stuff get to your head like you said and then before you know it you're off the team and you're just i don't know you're kind of a deadbeat which is sad to see because you see yeah. somebody go from like 100 to zero real quick and then it's like damn yeah what could have been right definitely definitely yeah, it's it's too bad. Um, I was so what I want. What are these like poll questions on Instagram? I want to. I've never seen them. So he, like, he's got some. He's got some like insightful thoughts on there, like some like moral questions where I'm like, oh, I actually don't know how to answer that. I yeah, like I think I don't know. I asked a couple last week. I think one was oh, one was it was. Would you rather be rich and like not be able to have kids like on a biological level, like not be able to have like your own kids, like you're going to adopt and all that, but you know, no kids or be like middle class, but be able to have your own kids. And I think, you know, the responses were really interesting. And I was like talking to Katie about this last night, actually. Um, It's like, for me personally, a lot of the people like you can kind of, I don't want to say you want to like put people into groups, but like just like knowing a person before you can kind of almost predict like oh yeah, yeah who like what you know so it's just interesting to see what p- different people value and like either answer is fine like it doesn't necessarily matter mm-hmm. what you choose but you know I think there's a lot of people like you know on one side a lot of people may you know right now in their life they may be thinking about having a successful career and you know doing all this stuff and not really thinking about kids but you know ask those same people five ten years from now i guarantee you the answers are probably going to be much different so mm. i just yeah. think little things like that are really interesting you can kind of just get a sense of where people's heads are at right now yeah no, that's for sure so what what would you guys answer to that that's a good question i haven't really thought that <laughs> thought about it you know um Thing. Like, what do you consider like middle? Class? Yeah, I was gonna say because like, yeah, what do you consider? I was like, I'm yeah, probably it's, going it's, middle class, but it's, it's like the there's because because it it could be such like a wide range, and like depending on different places, like like here you can consider middle class like way higher than you can consider middle class in some other places. 
So yeah. Yeah, so it all like it's all like different. Yeah, I'd say I'd say it depends on the area because obviously like middle class in somewhere like Kansas is gonna be much different from middle class mm. here in terms of salary and all kinds of yeah. stuff like living situation. But I don't know. I would just say someone that. It's, it's really that's a good point Tyler it's hard to say like someone that lives in you know lives relatively comfortably but also you know doesn't live in excess like doesn't have a super nice car yeah. doesn't have like a super big house like a one story house sort of thing like you know just someone where it's it's hard to, it's hard to really describe but I guess like when people think middle class they, their mind naturally kind of just tends to go to like not super wealthy but mm-hmm. like able to you know yeah. they're not paycheck to paycheck but like exactly. they don't have all this extra money to spend on like frivolous mm-hmm. things and stuff exactly like i don't know for me when i was younger like when i was at your guys age i was always you know i don't need anybody i'm gonna make all this money i'm mm-hmm. gonna be rich and all that but like as i've gotten older i've kind of you know i've seen more and i've had more experiences and i've kind of learned now that like I need certain people in my life and I want like it's not all about like the money. Yeah. Because I mean money's cool, like money money'll buy you security, which is great, but I think, you know, having your own kids, like that's literally mm-hmm. like your life and blood and that's what you're passing on. So I think that's pretty special. I don't think, you know, you can't really put a price on that in my opinion. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree completely. I think people's interests definitely change too. Oh yeah. Chase and I talk about this sometimes, like in terms of like relationships. Like, I feel like I see this in girls more than guys, mm-hmm. but uh, I feel like just a lot of people in high school, they think that they want, like, you know, the, the bad boy or, like, they want, oh the, they, they want the guy who, like, who smokes a lot and, like, drinks and goes to parties and, yeah. you know, just, like, waste their life away every weekend. Uh, but then, like, as they get older, they realize, like, that's not realistic. I can't have a family with someone like yeah. that because they're not in it for the family. Yeah. And I think people sort of realize, like, as they get older, like, they want their legacy to go on. Yeah. You know, they don't want to just, you know, spend every night you know, getting wasted and stuff and like uh-huh. having no like real goals or values in life. And so I think as people get older, like their interest in who they want to like spend the rest of their life with changes yeah. too. Yeah. Like, like for me, like I got no girls in high school, like <laughs> nuts, like none. And now he's rolling deep. <laughs> he had to buy a minivan to keep riding around a little. No, nah, man, I got, I didn't really, you know, I didn't really have that kind of life in high school, but a lot of, you know, my peers that were more into like partying and stuff like that, it was, much easier for them but you know like one thing i've learned as you get older like as long as you stay you know true to who you are and true mm-hmm. to yourself like you're gonna start finding more people and i've seen that you know even like going to kansas and being at sierra college like you connect more with certain people if you just stay true to who you are and those connections are so much more stronger if you stay true to yourself versus if you try to you know be this bad boy image or whatever or try yeah. to be too cool and stuff like that because then it's just really like are you really happy with you know who you're hanging out with are you really happy with how you are pro- portraying yourself so i yeah. think that's a big thing and it's good for a lot more people i wish would realize that in high school because yeah you know what's cool in high school isn't really cool anytime after that mm-hmm. so. yeah i think for me within the last year i've, I've kind of real i've kind of started to see and like really sort of visualize like who i feel like is probably going to peak in high school and it's kind of sad like, it's sad yeah. it's really sad but but there's so many people that their whole life is just these four years or like yeah. even just their senior year. Yeah. It's like that that is like what they've been looking forward to forever and that's the only goal they had. Yeah. And it's like you got to look past that cuz like high school is supposed to be fun but yeah. There's so much more to life mm-hmm. than, you know, being a black hole leader or like you're like, you know, this is just an example or like you know, th- 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 I feel like there's just yeah, so no. much more to it than uh than, you know, 
you know, being the star quarterback or like whatever, mm-hmm. you know, because for most people that that ends after high school. Yeah. yeah. And like, so I think, I think it's kind of unfortunate to see, but yeah, I was, I was looking back on things like just thinking and so many of the people in high school that I don't know my, cause I wasn't, I wouldn't necessarily say I was popular in high school, but I kind of knew I was friends with everybody. Yeah. But like a lot of the kids that like, you know, I would look at and be like, Oh, he's kind of like weird or whatever. Like now, like some of the things they're doing, I'm envious of that. Mm -hmm. I'm like, damn, like you really, you know, you really locked in in high school and you just kind of, like I said before, stayed true to who they were. And now, you know, they're, they're doing really, really good things. So Mm -hmm. that's, that's definitely one of those things to keep in mind. I think, you know, if you're worried about being popular in high school, that's fine where you're at, but just make sure, you know, you stay true to who you are and have a plan after high school. So you're going to stay just become successful yeah you guys ever think about like the the kids that like do drama or like theater like everyone always <laughs> thinks that they're like these like weird nerdy yeah. kids and then they're the ones that end up like going to hollywood like if yeah. you really think about it yeah. like yeah. those are the actors that you like idolize yeah but like in high school you just think that there's just like these weird yeah. kids i think it's I or it's like it's like elon musk was de- definitely like a total nerd like oh yeah like he was totally like a science geek yeah, and like all like, this other stuff. No way that guy was like yeah, Elon Musk wasn't the star basketball player, you know. Like, but I'm sure people looking at him now like, crap. I wish I was like, was maybe nicer to him or, or friends with him in high school, you know. Yeah, it's it's the weirdest thing. Like, I remember, you know, kids in my graduating class. Like, yeah, I'm not gonna like you said, I'm not gonna name any names, but there's one kid, great athlete, star football player, you know, super popular, was with a girl every weekend, you know, biggest thing at all these parties, and now it's like he's not really you know doing anything like just you know i don't want to say like he doesn't have a life but he's just not doing he's just like honestly like he's not really doing anything with it doesn't yeah. work you know lives at home like, it's one thing like to live at home but actually be working and trying to like get uh-huh. yourself out but yeah. you know if you're not like trying it's just kind of like what are you doing but you know like that guy in the eyes of everybody in high school he was like the prototypical oh my god i want to be like this guy but then you know, there'd be a kid in, like, drama or band that you kind of, like, look at, like, oh, he's weird. And then, yeah. you know, four, five years later, they're in medical school. Yeah. Like, you know, about to be a surgeon or mm-hmm. something like that or about to be a doctor or doing anything, right? But at least they, they're on a good path that's going to make them very successful. Yeah. Not just, like, financially, but also, like, inside, like, intrinsically. So I just think it's very interesting to, like, look at the, kind of the, the flip-flop, you know, between high school going on to college. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like that's the same with um, like just kind of college as a whole. Yeah. I don't know what your guys' thoughts are on, on the institution of college. I mean, I think college is great, but I think for some people, they only want to go to college for the college experience, yeah. you know, yeah, like definitely, just definitely. so they can like join a frat or they can be like, yeah. they can do the same thing they did in high school, right? Yeah. And they're spending like thousands of dollars on a university that they don't really want to be at because they don't really want to study anything. They don't really yeah. have a goal. It's just like, I just want to, you know, party every, every night yeah. and like hang out with people and have another uh, uh, have a have a high school on steroids experience Mm -hmm. i I definitely think like one of the most important things to have right now would be like connections with like people that know what they're doing for example jack he knows he like knows what he needs to do what's gonna happen he could he could like help you out you know just like having connections with with smart people and especially like older people that know that you know that grinded and now are have a lot of money and that like know what to do and they could help you out and Mm -hmm. so i think that's just super valuable right now yeah 
No, that's that's definitely true. Like Tyler, you work at you still work at Winchester, right? Yeah. So I mean, like Tyler works at Winchester. For those of you who don't know, like Winchester is probably one of the nicest golf clubs in the area. I know one of the, my favorite course. I've been to all over. But, like, you know, you interact with a lot of people that are successful. So, like, have you been able to kind of, you know, yeah. learn from them? And- yeah, definitely. It's, like, it's a really wealthy neighborhood. And so, it, and uh, memberships are expensive. So, you know, all the people that are going there have a lot of money. So you kind of get to meet a lot of people, know their stories, where they came from, and, like, how they did it. And, you know, and they just pass information on to you. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, you could maybe be like them and... um you know, get a lot of money. Yeah. No, that's so true. Like life, I feel like more than anything is about connections. Yeah. Cause like the people that get wealthy, like I feel like in a lot of ways it's because they spent time with wealthy people. Yeah. That's what Dave Ramsey says. We're mm. they actually, they added this class. <laughs> they added this class at Delora life skills. And yeah. before, like last term it was like nothing. They didn't really do anything. Yeah. But this term we all told Ms. Bailey, we're like, yo, we want to like learn about money and like okay. financial literacy and stuff. So she found this curriculum and it's like, it's like a Dave Ramsey course. Uh, yeah, I, I was literally gonna yeah. bring, I was gonna, University. I was gonna bring it's, that up. No, it's uh, it's like the foundation. I forget what. Yeah, it's he, called. so yeah, he talks. It's an online course. Yeah, he, big Dave Ramsey guy. Yeah, yeah. He, he just like kind of talks about you know how to invest, how to like save. Yeah. All like the stuff you need to prepare for, and what you need to what you need to like have knowledge for what you need to prepare for, and like he was saying how like he was he was a millionaire twice because mm-hmm. he didn't know what to do. He was a millionaire. He didn't know what to do with that money, and then you yeah, know, he was doing real estate. and He blew it all. Yeah, and then he said he You're too much debt. He went he went all the way from being a millionaire to broke and back to a millionaire. You know, so if like he was saying, he basically says how if he was like smart with his money, he wouldn't have had to do it twice. Mm-hmm. And like he said in the in his little you know talks, he says, "I'm teaching you how to spend your money, so you only have to." become a millionaire once instead of having to do it twice. Yeah, and because he said when he became broke after he, basically, like, he got into real estate and he got all his money, but then he had so much debt that yeah. he had to, like, get rid of everything. And then he had nothing. It was just him and his wife. And I think, I don't know if they had kids yet or not, but they were, like, broke. And so he started spending time with people who were who were rich and, like, yeah. and got to learn from them on, like, how they did it. Yeah, he's basically and, saying one of his biggest things is stay out of debt. Yeah, that's the first. There's like the five foundations. The first one's like start a five hundred dollar emergency fund. Yeah. So that that's first thing you do when you get money. Like, start an emergency plan because there's going to be an emergency. That's what he says. Like, it's gonna happen, and you don't know when it's gonna happen. So like, you gotta have a backup plan. Mm -hmm. And then the second one is pay cash for your car, pay cash for college, and then uh, oh shoot, what's the fourth one? I think it's like get out of debt and stay out of debt. And then the fifth one is uh, something about be generous with your money you're like oh yeah you're gonna get you're gonna get rich and then be generous with it yeah but like i don't know i think for me it's always been like a foreign concept to be like wow paying cash for college like that's impossible Mm -hmm. but there is this documentary that i actually watched with uh with billy uh on on um it's from dave ramsey it's about the all these kids that were like going to college and stuff and they didn't think they could afford it Mm -hmm. and they it's like just all the the ways and stuff that they were able to have either no debt no college like student loans or just very minimal yeah. student loans and i feel like you know especially in america like it's just become so common that like oh you gotta get your student loans and then you go to college and it's like there's ways to do it where you don't have to like take out large sums of money and like have to pay it off till you're like 50 but i don't personally know like all the ways to do that but 
I feel like I feel like you know there definitely is like options mm-hmm. and I feel like it just it's like a grind but yeah it's it's tough because I think you know I was doing this I was writing something and then I I, th- I think it was like the average American has like thirty three thousand yeah. dollars in debt mm-hmm. and that's and I always think of that I'm like that's not necessarily obviously like yeah it's their fault but I think so many people growing up don't learn about it yeah you know so many people like you guys talk about dave ramsey like i was exposed to dave ramsey like during covid i probably listened like 100 hours of his stuff read Mm -hmm. two of his books and so like that made me so much smarter with money and stuff like that but a lot of people don't have that you know whether they weren't exposed to it when they were young or their parents were bad with money i just think it's really good like what delro is doing adding a life skills class to kind of educate people because especially with you know cryptocurrency nfts kind of you know becoming so popular i think a much more younger generation is going to be investing and stuff like that i think it's like the responsibility of you know older people to kind of make sure they know what they're doing and because you know investing is great but you can also you know lose a lot of money yeah that's so true um and and i know um jack after i know last year you were talking about how you're gonna like send a letter to Deloro or something about adding oh, yeah. like an investing class or yeah I did that yeah I want to I, I hear about it I made I was really fired up about investing and like my four and my <laughs> dude wait before I was like yeah dude I it's so funny when uh COVID started I got like all I was like I'm gonna invest I'm gonna make all this money because the market's down and I got like Billy into it and everything and then like I come back to school and now everyone's like an investor and I'm like no like, <laughs> since when are we all like entrepreneurs now there's like Snapchat group chats like it's, so it's oh like bro gosh. like not yeah. everyone's just like a their own high school like entrepreneur now and it's like because they've got a hundred dollars on Apple you know now we're like now we're like making oh, that's big, like margin games over here like, that's that's funny. So you sent a letter to Delaro about it? Well, yeah. So it kind of what Chase said, like when the market was really down uh-huh. in, I think it was March of 2020. Dude, I thought they were going to make millions no, off that. I was like, all right, I need to start investing. Uh-huh. So I threw like like $1,000 into Tesla. Uh-huh. And oh my god. Please dude, tell me you held on to that. Oh, I still hold it. I still own all my shares. <laughs> so no, I'm like, and among other different stocks. And so I was like, and then the more I learned about other things like mutual funds, ETFs, and like Roth IRAs, traditional IRAs, and stuff like that, I was like, dang, there should be a class for this. Because when I was at DO, there was nothing like that. And you have so many seniors, you know, taking a block off and then a TA Mm -hmm. block only doing two classes, and that's fine. But I think a lot of the kids, especially since Del Oro is in an area where a lot of their parents, a lot of the parents are, you know, good with money or really, you know, wealthy and stuff like that. And also you have the side of Delro that's kind of the opposite. Mm-hmm. You know, I think you kind of get a good mixture of kids that would want to learn, like want to take a class that mm-hmm. has to do with, you know, life skills and investing. So I sent like a an 18 week course proposal with like a huge email to the entire staff. And I think only like four, five people replied. Jeez. But, you know, it was cool. It was cool to see the replies. But, and obviously, you know, that, because they told me, you know, like Miss Bailey was going to, kind of take that on and it sounds like she has which is great but i think you know it's it's one of those things people always like to talk about oh my god we should totally have a class but actually you know getting the curriculum and figuring out a way to you know teach you know you guys about finance because it's you want to have a good teacher for it because if you don't have a good teacher then you're going to be misled and then that's going to screw you over in the long run but i think you know if you guys you guys are using dave ramsey's yeah yeah she found this um because 
she had actually asked us like the first day of class. She's like, she's like, so what do you guys like want to talk about? Because yeah. there's no, I don't know why, I don't know why they did this, but they started the class with no curriculum. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, here's a class, figure it out. Yeah. She and said, why, why do you guys sign up for this yeah, class? Like, yeah. what do you, what do you want to learn? And then, so we told her, we're like, most everyone was like, I want to learn about finances, like how to be smart with your money. And so then she's like, okay, great. So then she found the Dave Ramsey course. It's like a 13 chapter. Yeah. Like course. Um, but. And that's, know. that's perfect too, because you know, Dave, you know, Dave Ramsey's really good. And I would say like for a lot of things, like once you know a lot about how to use your money and stuff like that, finance, like finances and all that, I think you could like his advice for investing strategies, you know, you can kind of you can kind of do more research on your own and you might find like a little bit better information because like he's really good but he's very conservative in how like he everything is like a lot less risk with him obviously because of debt Mm -hmm. which is really good when you're first starting off like once you kind of know what you're doing you can kind of you know look at different other areas like cryptocurrencies for example Mm -hmm. you know i'm not a big crypto guy myself but i do know many people that have done great with certain you know like Bitcoin. I know people that made hundreds of thousands of dollars on it. So, but Dave Ramsey is a really good starting point, mm-hmm. especially for you know people that may have never looked into investing or even like don't know what debt is because there's a lot of people that you know like you said will take out massive amounts of loans for college and you know you know get out four years later and be straddled with student debt. Mm-hmm. And so I think yeah. that's a big thing. It's so normalized. Like even with credit too. That's the other thing he uh, talks about in the lesson is like like ever since like the fifties, like people, people have just been like, Oh, charge it, charge it, charge it. And it's like, yeah, that... we're on an econ. It's like, like credit is like the same thing as debt. Almost, yeah, like, pretty much. Yeah. Way. Well, because yeah, I mean, it's, it's money you don't have uh-huh. that you're like, I'm going to pay this back later. But it's like, how do you know you're gonna be able to pay that back? Later? Yeah. There's a re- there's a reason you can't pay it now. And it's probably going to be the same later when it comes time. And so it's like, you know, you're just racking up copious amounts of debt. And I feel like, you know, at least for me, I'm I'm kind of a natural saver, which yeah. I think is good. Like I, the only thing that I like spend my money on a lot is usually like eating out. Yeah, And lately, I've really been like not eating out as much. Yeah. Bro, like, see, I, I, knew, I knew it was a matter so, of time before you understand why I ate at home, dude. Well, well, like, no, no, no. I always <laughs> understood it, but I was always like, yeah, I have a job, like whatever. But the reality is like it's still spending money and yeah. it's like a lot of money when it adds up, you know, like, like, like quick. Uh, if you get like Chick-fil-A and get like a, I don't know, like a, like a $10 meal, mm-hmm. like I can buy, I, I can make that same meal for like way less than that. At home. Yeah. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It may not be taste as good or the taste the same, but like it doesn't matter because yeah. you know, I'm saving money and you know, people get sucked into eating. You out know, all the time. Yeah. You know, you put it this way. Um, say you got to eat, you eat. And then an hour later you're like, Oh, I'm full. Cause like you already ate, but it doesn't really matter like what you ate like the hour mm-hmm. before because you're already full. Like say you yeah, say say like you point. you ate like a ham sandwich at home that you made for free, compared to you went to Chick Fil A and spent ten bucks. An hour later, what does it matter that you ate? Mm-hmm. Because it's not like you can taste the food anymore. So yeah. it, you know, that's you know, a, yeah. Really it only point, like yeah. it's only like at the moment. That's all. I, yeah, yeah. That, I feel like for me, it's a convenience thing. Cause yeah. it's like, I, some, sometimes I think about this, you guys ever think about like you cooking food it it takes so, so it takes way longer to cook oh, the yeah. food, wash the dishes than it does yeah. just like you eat it. That, and it's that like, is, I can just go pick up a burrito bowl at Chipotle and be exactly. out of there in like five yeah. minutes. Yep. That is like, you know, that is probably like one of the biggest reasons why I go out to eat 
instead of eating at home a lot because just like a lady, whenever just yeah. eating, like yeah. well thing is if like uh, I remember like mom I'm hungry and she'll be like well make yourself something everything <laughs> everything conversation yes, so every, many times. Yeah. oh my god everything that I'd have to make takes so much time and effort yeah. like like I don't I don't really have many things that you can just like you can go in the pantry slap something together and make it a lot of the stuff that I have you have to like you know preheat it or put it foods, yeah, yeah like there's so much of that that I have that you know you have to take time to make it instead of like going out to eat where you don't have to do anything yeah you just get it yourself yeah like so true. and I'm not I don't really know how to like work ovens and stuff like that I'm a <laughs> I'm a microwave kind of guy yeah <laughs> <laughs> I can do cereal yeah no I actually um one of the things I started doing like at the beginning of this school year before I was, you know, before season. So it was like, I wasn't really that busy. Yeah. Is I'd come home and I like, I like to buy at the store, like a huge pack of like frozen hamburger patties there and like go. barbecue them. Like hamburger and I'd have hamburgers all the time and it was like really good, but like it didn't cost me, you know, mm-hmm. $10 to go out to in and out And so it's like, that, that was a good way to save money, but yeah. you know, it does take more time, but I feel like sometimes, you know, home cooked meals are, are better anyway. Yeah, I so. think I think another part of it too is, you know, we live in such a different generation where it's almost like instant gratification where you yeah. can go you can go on your phone and like look up whatever and you're just like you can go on Instagram. Whenever like you're feeling like bored, you know, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, I wanna see somebody, boom, like that. Yeah. And so I think part of that is why so many people want to eat out. It's like, you know what? I could go for a nice hamburger, boom, and then that's right down the street. Mm-hmm. And so I think, you know, I think in a weird way you could connect like social media, just having the world at your fingertips, you know, sort of to, you can connect that to the instant gratification of being able to, especially now with like DoorDash and Uber Eats and all so that, you can, yeah. you can have pretty much anything <clears throat> at your door within an hour mm-hmm. and you don't even have to do anything. You just click a few buttons on your phone. So yeah, I think the more, you know, you kind of, you know, delay gratification in the sense, like you said, like cooking, grilling hamburgers or you know, making stuff on your own, I think that kind of, that can help in more ways than one. It might, you know, it could help also with other purchases. Like if you really want to go buy clothing or something like that, maybe wait until you have a little bit more money when you're actually in a financial mm-hmm. position to do it and not feel bad about it after. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, so like a thing for me, like you were saying, when, when I don't have anything to do and it's like a Friday or a Saturday night, you know, or like a non-school night and I got nothing to do, you know, or any of my friends have something to do. And like someone will say, hey, let's do something. That's instantly saying, hey, let's go hang out at In-N-Out or something like that. <laughs> yeah. like, I feel like you're uh, always at In-N-Out. Oh, yeah, yeah. You, this guy is In-N-Out 24 <laughs> seconds. No, no, no. You, you, can, you can catch me at In-N-Out any f- given Friday or Saturday night. I double, guarantee Double, double ketchup and tomato only. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> I feel like, like In-N-Out, though, at least In-N-Out, I know the prices go up like every year, yeah. But In and Out is probably the cheapest. It is cheap. Yeah, it is for cheap. the quality, it's yes. it's probably yeah, the, it the best uh, price. Absolutely, and you know, so like when you're texting your friend, hey, let's do something, or like, or you just want to like hang out, but you have nothing to do. Um, like, hey, I got nothing to do. Well, it's like, okay, let's just go to In and Out, and like everyone's like, okay, let's do that. You know, yeah. There, it's not like. Oh, let's let's go play laser tag or let's let's go, go bowling or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's always just let's go to In and Out. Get food, you know. Yeah, and then, yeah. and then and then it'll turn into hanging out at In and Out for good. It could be anywhere from a good forty-five minutes to two and a half hours, mm-hmm. and 
just like sitting there talking, you know, kind of like what we're doing right now, you know, literally anything you could talk about or you can sometimes we'll just like make up some plans to do like after like we'll go maybe we'll go to Walmart or something after and mm-hmm. you know but yeah it's always just like hey let's hang out okay let's go to in and out you know yeah that's so true chase and i do that uh at menchie's uh, we always but most of the time we won't get any don't yogurt. get anything we don't get anything yeah. we just go oh, to menchie's and we just hang out uh-huh. yeah <laughs> and it'll be like menchie's run yeah like question mark yeah. Yeah. yeah we've been going that's actually what started the podcast because uh-huh. we used to go there and like have like conversations about like conspiracy theories and uh-huh. stuff and we're like, we should we should record this yeah. Yeah. And so that's how it started but we still do that like all the time, if we don't know what else to do, we'll just be like, "All right, go to Menchie's. Yeah. We'll, we'll figure it out from there." Because <laughs> yeah. uh, it's like the easiest. It's the easiest thing to do. But my parents are always like, they weren't getting mad. They're like, "Dude, you literally go there like every single night." It's like, no, like I actually don't get anything. Yeah, like I'm not like spending my money. I, we just go wow. there like to. I, talk, my like, parents do the same thing. They're like, "You're going to Menchie's again?" I was like, "Yeah, but we never get anything. We're yeah, just, it's just like the meeting that's, spot." Yeah. <laughs> <It's> like, yeah. <laughs> that's for sure. Yeah, it's it's kind of like it's right. Like, it's like, like well, you know going back to you know menchies and in and out and all that it's kind of like right in the center of where everybody around here kind of lives yeah. mm-hmm. you know you got people buddies that live you know rockland loomis you know kind of in like on each side of um where the shopping centers are and you know it's kind of like right in the middle you know right it's like a 10 minute drive or less for everybody mm-hmm. yeah. so yeah it's like it's it's a place you know everyone can get to fairly easily mm-hmm. everybody got that fomo like fear of missing out it's like oh man Definitely. my friends are gonna be here I, I gotta go and then you're even if you tell yourself you're not gonna get anything before you know you're right in and out you're like oh man that burger looks good oh, oh yeah that chocolate yeah. shake sounds yeah. good right now boom and then yeah. before you know it just adds up and you've got a double double within chocolate shake within 10 minutes like oh, yeah, yeah exactly exactly i do that too because, you know, we'll go somewhere and I'll be like, ah, I'm not going to get anything. And then I'm like, yeah, throw in a fry. Like, <laughs> uh, yeah. And then a fry will turn into something else. And then, you know. <laughs> so Cause you Because you tell yourself at the time, like, oh, you know, it's not that much money. But mm, then, like, yeah. if, you actually, if you actually track your monthly expenses, it's it can be dangerous. It definitely. Like, when I – so in high school, like, my parents were kind of, like, they kind of paid for most of my stuff. But, like, once I got out of high school, like, I'm completely on my – I pay for everything. I was like, Wow. Yeah, I really like. Yeah. I abused the crap out of that, and now it's like I I'm much better because now it's like my own money. I'm like, I can yeah. budget better, mm-hmm. you know. I I know when I can afford, you know, a nice meal out versus you know you know going. And I'm sure that make myself some pasta. I'm sure you appreciate mm-hmm. that nice meal like so much more too. Oh my Because you like gosh, work yeah. for it. You like yeah. We're like smart with your money. You didn't yeah. like go blow it on like something the day before. Like, it's just they probably get so much more like gratification like oh yeah especially like when you cook it too that's the thing like it takes more time but like you're the one that cooked it so it's like Mm -hmm. you know i'm gonna enjoy this it's not like you know you come home from school and it's like your mom's cooking dinner Mm -hmm. it's like no no like i i paid for this i made it yeah and it's like it's mine i guess it's not even just food it's it's like everything you know yeah like for me i bought i bought my first car like i like out of high school like my mom gave me her old car but then you know like three years later things got bad and it broke down and I bought my own car, like my first car with my own money, paid mm-hmm. cash for it. And it's not it's not a great car. I mean, it's okay. It's an older car, but it gets the job done, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But like for me, like I'm proud to like be driving that car around and stuff like that because I'm like, mm-hmm. I did that. I I bought that with my own money. Like I worked really hard Definitely. to get the money mm-hmm. to buy that car. And then yeah, you'll hear some people like, Oh, this car sucks, like this whatever, you have I'm like, you know what? I'd rather be driving that thing than have my parents buy me like a brand new Mercedes or a, 
like a BMW or something like that. Like, I, mean, yeah. I don't know. Definitely. That's yeah. just how I think. I had a, I had back when Mr. Walters was still at Delaware, I had him for U.S. history or no world studies. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sophomore year. And he, when we got to like talking about like the great depression and like the roaring twenties and stuff, he said, he started talking to us about like the market and like mm-hmm. money and stuff. And he said that like the biggest mistake that he feels like parents always make is that they buy their kids like a brand new car or like, mm-hmm. that's like the one thing that, that they do because it like autom- already right there. Like that's some debt. Like that's yeah. some like, you know, like when you have to work for it and you have to like yeah. at least pay for some of it, you know, for the car, then like you get, I don't know. There's just something about it where it's like, it teaches personal responsibility Yeah. and it teaches like, cause you get in the real world, like you're not going to, you're not going to, I mean, unless you will, but like most people aren't going to have their parents like buy them a car. Like every yeah. time they, you know, they get a new car. No. And so, um, like for me, I drive a 99 Corolla and it was my brother's car. Uh, but then, you know, he, he bought that. It was like, it was like three grand when he bought it and he, he paid, I don't know if he paid for all of it or most of it, but then eventually like from working and stuff and, he, he was able to buy himself a, a Jeep and was a little bit newer and nicer. And so then I have the Corolla now. But, uh, like, when I buy my next car, like, that's kind of what I'm saving for. Yeah. Is, like, is like to buy myself a car. Yeah. That, yeah. Because, like, I drive, like, a 99 Chevy. Yeah. Like, my parents, like, didn't give me a brand new car or anything. Yeah, I think I think it's a good spot to be in too. Like, your parents giving you cars in high school, like that's fine. Like, yeah, I'm not against that at all because, like, you know, technically you're still their dependent. Right? Yeah, it's like, not like you can yeah. usually afford it. Yeah, but. I just think you know once you like start, you know, getting older and like working and stuff like that, it's good to be responsible and it's always it's good to like not always have the nicest things. Because mm-hmm. I always say like, you know, there's always two ends to the spectrum. Like, in order to really enjoy, I, I think Chase, you mentioned this, like for me, like working hard to like enjoy mm-hmm. like the nice meal you know in order to really enjoy something that's really nice you're gonna have to experience something that's like not as nice like yeah. if i you know if one day i'm driving like a nice like mercedes g-wagon or like a tesla or something like that i can really appreciate mm-hmm. that because i you know i used to drive something that wasn't as nice and that had you know more issues and stuff like that so i don't know i think in any th- any realm of life like that's really like you there's always two opposite ends and you have to experience both of them in order to really mm-hmm. understand if you could have yeah. one car, any car, what would it be? Ninety nine Corolla is probably my option. For for me, literally, literally just like a Tesla. <laughs> Nothing yeah. like like you know you ask the I hear people ask this question all the time. And they go above and beyond. Oh, I want this Lamborghini. Blah blah blah. They'll go on about all these like supercars, and it's like I literally like my dream car for the future would literally just be a Tesla. That's like all I would want. Cause I, it's a good car. Yeah, in good it, car. And only like Tesla because they want. You know, just get get a Tesla. If I had a Tesla, that means you know, obviously, I'm making money, which, which is which is <laughs> okay. Big money, you know, man. You know yeah. how many Teslas I see at In and Out all yeah. the time because I work there. So like doing the drive through, whatever. Yeah. I see so many Teslas mm-hmm. like all day. It's just yeah. Tesla, Tesla. There's so many. I feel like there's a lot of a lot of people in this area with Teslas. Well, oh, yeah, you can pick it. up like it's a base model for like thirty thirty grand. They're not like, it, I mean, they. It depends on like what you get, really. Yeah, all the mm-hmm. they can be like options. really cheap to like stupid expensive, you yeah. know, depending on like what options you get. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you you go with like the the super fast one or like I forget what it's called the the, the roadster. The, yeah, the platter. The, the plate that yeah. Model S plate. Oh my god. Or like in the one with like the one I, my favorite is the the X the one with the like oh the wing the, doors. Yeah, that yeah. one's oh, oh yeah, that's my Those favorite are Tesla. Sick. The, any type of doors where they go up like that. Uh-huh. It's cool. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, but I don't know. When does the Cybertruck come out? I don't Dude, know. Wasn't that supposed to come out like it two was years ago? I, yeah, I thought it was supposed to come out. Like, I mean, that was the same ago. thing with the Roadster. The Roadster was supposed to come out like 2019. Yeah. 
Have you ever? Have you guys, have you guys ever seen like the first Tesla? Yeah, from, like, Dude, someone from, drives like, one to school twenty years ago someone, or more. Someone uh, takes one to school, not but, like a uh, student, but yeah, yeah. Did, I, I've yeah. seen that one. It's I've sick. seen that one on the road, and I'm like. What kind of car is that? Yeah. And it's like that's like the, the original yeah. Tesla. They're ex- like it's like, a weird car. They're because yeah, they, I they think are. it's probably like a collector's. They, car they didn't make that many of them. They only oh. made like it's like one fifty or something. Like yeah. for one, it's, it's crazy. But it's like a collector's car, I guess. Yeah, but I've I've kind of always felt like with a car because so I got I got my first job. It's the same job I've had in and out the yeah. whole time. But uh, I didn't have a car when I got that job, and then shortly after that, my brother bought a Jeep. So then. I got the Corolla, but, um, I've been like paying for gas and everything like since I, since I got it. Cause I've had a job and stuff. And that's kind of like my parents thing is like ever since like I've, you know, when you can start making your own money, like, you know, start paying for more things and stuff. And so like any, any like extra things like food that I buy or whatever is like my own or like gas is like, I got to pay for my own. But, uh, I think it's really helped me a lot because. I, I never wanted to be like the kid where it's like my parents bought everything for me yeah. and like yeah. always paid for everything because then I'm going to get in the real world and then it's going to be like a huge like culture shock of like, oh shoot, now I have to pay for everything. Yeah. yeah. So I feel like it was good. It's been like a good transition because I don't pay for like everything in my life, but I pay for like, you know, my gas and things that I do because that way it helps me like limit like my, my fun time like, or like not my fun time, but like anything that I want to spend extra money on, I'm yeah. not just going to be carelessly spending it because yeah. it, it is my own. Yeah. So it's like. And, and staying on top of cars, I know Jack has a lot of a lot of stories about how his car and what his plans are. And man, nah. Yeah, I like, try to like trade he, it. Up. Already, I mean, I trade it up, but like sell it and like buy one that's like a little bit better and, and better as like you make more money. I don't know. I mean, not really. I mean, I'm, so my first car, like, it was great. It did its thing, and then mm-hmm. it had like a three thousand dollar repair. I was like, I just need to get a new one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I bought a similar one with you know less miles and there's been a couple you know repairs i've had to make which you know kinda... like, like what like what kind of stuff oh my gosh the other day i had like a 1600 repair because oh, the geez. because like the electrical system that like controls the cabin like filter and like the ac and stuff like that that went out so i had like no oh. heater no cooling and no ac so that that was that was frustrating but i only bought that thing for like a two to four year car that would mm-hmm. get me by before i could you know kind of mm-hmm. level up and buy something nicer yeah. But I think, you know, one day it'd be really cool to, like, have a G-Wagon. I'd say that's, okay. G-Wagons. that's yeah. probably one of my dream cars. But, you know, at the same time, I think anything, like, when I feel like when I get when I get older, I'll tend to appreciate, like, you know, a to- the, Toyotas, the Toyotas of the world more. Mm-hmm. Just because, you know, they're simple. They get you from point A to point B. And yeah. It really and super reliable. Oh, my gosh, like, yeah. Like, those things will last forever. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You mm-hmm. know, versus, like, a lot of those foreign cars. One, it take it costs a ton of money to, like, even repair them. Yeah. Like, a simple oil change or, you know, something like, or like a timing belt. It costs so much more than a regular Toyota. Yeah. Or, like, a Nissan or something like that, so. Yeah. And I, I feel like with buying, like, a brand new car, uh, that's something that, like, my parents have always been, like, like never buy, like, a like a, a brand new car. Yeah. Like even if it's a couple years old, like that's pretty new. So like yeah. that's fine. But if you buy like a brand new car, like you're paying all this money and then the mm-hmm. second you drive off the lot, the value goes down yep. so much. So now you have all this debt and the car's not even worth that much anymore. And you're paying and you're paying that like full price for a car that's not worth full price. Exactly, man. You so. guys were so much smarter than me when I was in high school. Oh my gosh. Like <laughs> I like I kinda knew about things like this, but I never really, you know, immersed myself into it. So mm-hmm. it, it's good, you know, you guys are starting, you know, you have a really good foundation and that's just gonna that's gonna propel you because you know so many people like even when they get to college it's like 
you know, party, girls, hook up, whatever. Yeah. Like, but if you keep your mind, like, it's cool to have fun and all that, but if you keep your mind in the right place, I think that'll pay dividends as time goes on. Because a lot of people tell me, like, you only have your 20s once, right? I'm like, yeah. okay. Like, that's, I, I literally, I understand that perspective, but why can't I real, work really hard in my 20s and have the rest of my life? versus yeah. party and do all the stuff in my 20s yeah, like why? and be working 9 to 5 the rest of my life. Yeah, that's like, so true. I was thing too because I don't know, I don't really know how to explain this but I always think like you, the best time you like want to have is like always like in the present like you're always like oh mm-hmm. I wish like like let's say you did something really fun you're like oh I wish I would like could, I would have waited and did it now. Well it's like you got to think like your 60 year old self or your 50 year old self is going to be like wishing like it he's gonna have the best time of his life like then right so why like kind of like not like waste but like live like the best part of your life yeah. like you said in your 20s mm-hmm. and then like the rest of your life you're gonna be like wishing you like were to go like could mm-hmm. go back to that or have that so like why not set yourself up for like whatever it's like financially whatever to be like where you're like in the prime in your 50s and like you're gonna all that hard work all that thing is like for something and you're not gonna ever have to like look yeah. back and like like regret or like wish oh like i like that those times are so fun i wish i could go back because mm-hmm. you're going to be in those those times now right yeah so yeah that's, that's kind of how i think because yeah that's just like what i've always kind of yeah. thought what's that thing that's like is it 300 or 3000 if you invest 300 or 3000 now by the time you're 65 you'll have like a few million to retire on it was i can't remember no i know i heard it was like five dollars every day Oh, really? It was something okay. like, but it was like something that was like totally like. That makes sense. That yeah. was like totally doable. That was like nothing absurd. That was like, you just got to like maybe cut a few things out that like mm-hmm. maybe subscript, like some things like subscriptions or yeah. like you eating food out. Like that will ease, that would have like easily added up to whatever the number was. Yeah. And like if you put it that much in every week or every month, by the time you're like, yeah, 40 or 50, it would have like been like a ridiculous number that would have been like. Yeah, I feel like I need to budget a little bit better only because I, I like my natural instinct is to save money, mm-hmm. but I don't really have like an actual plan of like this much money is going here every month. Yeah. And I feel like it's probably a good thing to do. But um, like for my direct deposit at work, like I have it go directly into my savings. So that way, if I actually want to spend money, I have to physically move the money into my checking. That's smart. Because yeah. if it goes right into my checking, I know I'll just spend a bunch of it. One thing I hate is spending money on a credit card. I hate it. I have to like pay oh, yeah. cash. I don't even have a credit card. Because I only have a debit card. I mean, sorry, card. not a credit card. I, I hate spending on my debit card. Why? I just, I don't know because <clears throat> I just, I like see, it's so weird. I When I pay with cash, I notice I'm like more... Um, like real like not realistic but like i will like actually like think like a lot more before i buy something oh because it's like just, physically like, swiping. handing the money yeah. so like i try to never like that's why you see me like you know my card cash, like i'm yeah. like no i'm not gonna buy it like i don't want to pay with my card yeah it's like weird Makes it's just sense. like a weird thing i have and there's this uh like a thing is so with your debit card you see how much money you have in like your account and all that mm-hmm. and you'd be like okay that's how much money i have and then like you have like your your cash with you, of course, but like it doesn't show up in your in your account, and you could say, oh, I have I have this amount of money, and and like that's the amount in your account, and so like the cash you have is just like extra money you have. So in like a sense, like I know like some people that say like, oh, when you pay with like cash, that's like, it's like, it's like you don't have to pay at all because you know you didn't lose any money that was in your account. And like people just say like whatever's in your account is the amount of money they have. No, even 
doesn't matter like how much cash they have like aside with them mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah i get true. i get caught up into that sometimes like because i i hate like sometimes i don't like when you pay cash i think psychologically too you're like it's actual physical mm-hmm. like bills going out the window mm-hmm. so it's i think you know you kind of notice it more versus like swiping or debit or credit card it's like whatever it's just like a piece of plastic but I don't know. If I have a lot of cash in my wallet, I kind of think the same way. It's really, it's really bad. Mm-hmm. I'll have because I know how much I have, like in my savings and investments and whatever. But if I have cash, I'm almost like you know, if I go out to a restaurant, I just kind of view it all as like tip money, like for the waiters yeah, and waitresses. Yeah, yeah. But then it's like you know, if you wanna. But sometimes you get in the habit of like you know what, I'll pay cash for like this meal and I won't even like think about it. And now, but once you get into that, like that compounds over time. So you do that for six months and you've just spent like you know, $600 on things that you didn't necessarily need yeah. just because you thought that was excess money when you could just throw it into your bank account and not, yeah, exactly. and not touch it. So Yeah, one thing I, I do that's like, I don't know, like it's weird. Like let's say I make like like $200 and like $20 on my, like on a paycheck, right? I'll like, I'll find like the closest, like, um, like not like even number, but like if it's 220 then I'll like, bring it down to two, to 200 right and i take like the 200 dollars, like put it in savings and like the 20 dollars i've left over is like for like the eating out like those like extra stuff right mm-hmm. or like then if it's like like let's say it's like 230 then i'll wait till like i surpass like 250 and then i'll like then, then it's like i'll take the 250 put it in savings and whatever else i have is like the checking where it's like that's whatever like that's the money i have for the week to just like spend on like if it's like menchies or yeah. whatever that's like what i don't know it's just something like i've like made up in my head that like save money yeah that's good i'm like that's why i said i don't i don't pay a like card because it's like no whatever money i have in my wallet is like that's like the money i have like left to spend mm-hmm. yeah no that's that's true sometimes i like what oh it's nothing my my boss just texted me and asked me if i could if i can come in later and i really don't want to i just have an obligation I have to I have to work tomorrow and Monday. Yeah, but okay. you know I was texting Cody and seeing because he wanted to do something after this. But oh, I'm yeah, trying yeah. to think of something to say. That's fine. What's your say? boss? Yeah, I was just like, hey, I'm on my buddy's podcast right now. Sometimes sometimes I tell a like cause my work will ask me to come in too, but yeah, I I can't always come in. Yeah, and stuff and like they'll ask me to come in like like they I don't know why they did this, but they they scheduled me to come in. Um on like a weekday like during the day and i'm like i have school like i can't, yeah. I can't come in yeah and that, that's what's always weird because they always ask me to close too and like in and out close at like 1 30 yeah and like oh i can't gosh. i can't do that on a school night no yeah. especially like, during there's, basketball yeah season. There's, there's no way and so but it's weird because i'm 18 and so like they kind of expect me to like yeah because you have to be 18 to close and stuff and they, they yeah. kind of expect me to like do stuff and i'm like it's weird because i'm still in high school but i'm 18 uh-huh. so it's like i kind of can't really be at work all the time yeah. <laughs> but <clears throat> I don't know. Sometimes, sometimes I don't know what to say either when they ask me to come in. Will like, they like? Will they ever like talk to somebody if like they have like, like say you're working there and then like some and like and then for example like basketball starts or something like that, and you have, and like you have like a really limited schedule and you could like barely work. Will they like say anything to you like, oh, you need to work more? What do you like if I have time? Like like say like, oh, I can own like. After working for like a month, you say, "Oh, I can only work like four hours a day on a on on every Saturday. I'm only free from like 
eight to twelve in the morning, like will they will they like say, oh, you need to work more than that or? No, well, In and Out's nice because they have like a lot of employees, yeah. and so like you put in your availability, mm-hmm. and like you kind of put in when the days you're available, and then they'll still ask you to come in on days that you're off just in case they need help. Yeah, but like they'll only schedule you on the days that you put in there that you're available, oh, which which is nice. Yeah, but it, it's also like you kind of got to plan it pretty far in advance because the schedule's posted for like the next three weeks. Like that's it's so out there weird. so early. Work, it's it's like the week of. I think that's illegal. I don't think you can post a schedule that yeah that I late. Mean, Things change so Yeah, you, you got to give people, like, an advance notice, like, yeah. by at least a week. Yeah, when I, so when no, I. No, but it, no, it's, like, perfect, because then I can put in everything, like, if, like, let's say I have something next week, I can put it in now, and then get the, sh- and yeah, then get true. the, so we're, I'm, I'm never, like, like, I never really have to, like, plan, I mean, you're not planning, like, a month in advance, but three weeks is, like, but I mean, yeah, I don't know what yeah, I have no, going on in three exactly. weeks right now. That's the thing. is like someone will ask me to hang out and I'm like, oh, no, I can't. I've had this. My work uh-huh. has been on the schedule for like the last two weeks. So I yeah, can't come. Okay. I can't hang out. Yeah. And so that's what that's where it does. It is kind of a bummer. But it's it's, it's also nice to like kind of know ahead of time that like mm-hmm. I'm not free this weekend because I got work. But then you can just like put it in though. And yeah. No, that's true. It's yeah. True. Like when I started working, they gave they would like send out these emails of like pictures of everybody's schedule. Mm-hmm. And they would send it, like, you know, two weeks before. And then, like, when things would start to get busy, like, sometimes they wouldn't even send it till like, two days before. Like, they they would come out every every Friday, and it'd say, like, Saturday through the next Friday. And, like, sometimes when they get really busy, they wouldn't send out, like, the next week's schedule, like, the coming up week schedule until, like, two days before the oh, week. Oh, yeah. But then... I, they got back on track now and it's like a good two weeks before mm-hmm. but like when it got really busy it was so tough because everyone would be texting each other be like hey have you heard anything about the schedule or anything and then you know, everyone kind of starts panicking mm-hmm. what what do you do at the golf club do you just yeah, like drive so, around the yeah, golf cart so, or whatever so there, there's like so much stuff it's like one of those places where like you come in and some some days you'll be like I have no idea like what I'm going to be doing today because there's so many like little jobs you know it's a really big place golf course you know they got the big clubhouse all that Mm -hmm. um so basically on the schedule it'll say you have there's many different jobs like you working in in the golf shop um player services is what i do and you either work starter which is like right right in front of like the first hole and like the driving range and you're like responsible for letting people know like when they can go. Um, you write down like what cart number they're in, um, in case like anything happens to that cart. Uh, like I'll tell you a little story after this, but um, you know who's in the cart, and like some people have like their own carts, so it's important to like write down if they have a cart or not. So like you charge them for the cart, and then you just send them out. Ten minutes later, you send the next group out. Like you, people sign up like when they want to go. Mm-hmm. when they want when they start golfing and you know you'll see like there there'll be times all the way from like seven in the morning to five and to five in the afternoon it'll be seven seven ten seven twenty seven thirty you know every ten minutes and so you're responsible for uh sending the person out because usually they'll be hitting on the driving range or they'll be like they'll just pull up next to you and and wait to go out you know, you'll give them towels, teas if they need it, all that. Mm-hmm. And then you just send people every 10 minutes. That's what, like, that's what the starter job is. And then the other job, um, you'll be down at, near the parking lot, and you're just responsible for 
when they come back, they'll pull up their cart next to their car, help them put their golf bags back in the in the car, you know, wipe the clubs down, um, um, like give them like whatever they ask for, you know, if they if they need something. And then once they like get in their car, you take the cart and you'll take it down to the, you know, the car area where like you basically you get like once you have like 20 carts down there, someone will go down and wash them all and put them away back in the chargers. Um, if we need on like super busy days, they'll wash them and just bring them right back up to the top where people take them. You guys just hose them down? Is that how you wash them? Uh, yeah, so we have, a, we have a big pressure washer. Okay. And so, you know, we clean all the stuff out of it, wash them down. Um, we just got new ones. So there's there's uh, there's a big battery on them so they can go like uh, 36 holes and a normal golf round just 18. Mm-hmm. So they can, go up, they can go up to two rounds. Um, on super busy days, that usually doesn't happen. But, yeah, so basically the person just brings the cart down, washes it, or won't wash it, they'll just leave it there, go back up, and kind of just keep coming back down and stuff. And and then, like, at the end of the day, they'll, they'll wash the rest of the carts that are there, put them all away, you know, put, like, the hose away, put all the trash cans away, close up, you know, all that stuff. And then going back to what I was talking about, how um, you write down the cart numbers, about a month ago I was working, and this one person, they went out with their cart number, I had their cart number down, left with their cart. About two hours later, when they finished the the front nine, they come back without a cart. And so, and so, you know, people like to walk, and mm-hmm. and so, and and so, like it's it's like normal to see like people just coming off nine walking. But I I, I knew this person had a cart, and I just thought nothing of it. And when we were closing down, we were missing a cart. And so we check the map and we find find one on one of the holes and go down and you know the keys ripped out like the whole cart is just messed up. Oh and so and so I go look at the sheet and look at the cart number and it was it was this person that had that cart and they ended up coming back walking. And so we had to we had to get one of like the big um gas motored carts and to tow it back. Yeah. And so that's that's basically the whole reason for putting cart numbers down, so you can find out who's responsible for all that. Do you guys like call them and be like, "Hey, you screwed up?" Our yeah. Cart. So so basically, everybody that goes is a member or is like was there with a member mm-hmm. all the time, pretty much. And so you'll they'll just like they're every everybody's like a regular. You'll see them same like when I go when I work on Sundays. <clears throat> It's the same people, same order. It's it's That's it's sick. like every day. So it's like the regulars, and so you'll see them. And they they have contact with everybody, so they'll just like let them know, and the and then the golf shop just handles it. Okay. And so like, yeah, and like so all like the golf shop are more like the, like the pro, like the the heads of the, of the company that, like do all the the important stuff. Mm-hmm. like on the computers and all that and so they they just handle all that gotcha gotcha yeah. so yeah there's like so many little jobs that you can do there mm-hmm. whether that's you guys have like a snack bar or something yeah so so there's little phones on a few of the holes and they'll call in and they'll place an order and then oh, th- and they'll just send oh, yeah, yeah so, so they'll just send one of us since we're like at the clubhouse that's like where where like i work the area They'll just like tell tell someone that's down there to go 
go to the kitchen, pick up the food like 30 minutes later and bring it out to wherever they are. You know, so that's one of the little jobs that there and like whether it's refilling the teas or or like doing your actual thing or bringing us personally their food, you know, there's just so many little jobs. You never really know exactly what you're going to be doing that day. Yeah. And especially on like on on days where it'll be like uh, kind of rainy, but not to the point to the point where we won't close because we'll close when it's raining because obviously no one's going to golf. But like when it's like sprinkling and like there's a few people there, that's like those are the days where we get like so many like little jobs done, like do all the recycling, you know, um, we'll clean up like all the pine needles and all this stuff, like stuff we don't regularly do. Yeah. So yeah, you just never know what you're gonna okay. be doing. That's cool. That's cool. Dude, I'd be like trying to race the little golf carts. Like, oh, there's <laughs> a, there's always there's always some funny business going on when I bet. when oh, like like usually usually um, the so there's um, my I have like two bosses. One of them is like the the main boss. The other one is like the guy that does also works with player services with us. And he's there almost every day except like one day a week and he'll be there from eight in the morning. We open at six. He'll be there from eight in the morning to like three in the afternoon. And typically we get out of there around six. Mm-hmm. And so he'll leave and, you know, we'll, we'll get the job done. You know, we'll do like mess around, not like mess around with the carts, but like, you know, you know, like, you know, it's like hard to explain because, like, you know, we're not like, not like we're not like doing anything. We're not like, yeah, no, we're not like doing anything we shouldn't like be doing. Like after they leave, like when no one's there, when we're closing up, yeah, like we'll like not like, like I I, I like don't know how to explain this. Like we won't do it how we do it differently than we would if like someone was there. <laughs> Yeah. Like, okay, that makes like sense. Maybe you're stepping on the gas a little bit more. Than well, no. <laughs> well, no. They only go so fast. So like, if you're you you're always yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're always going as like fast as they can go. Like no matter like, you know, because they like how the carts there's are. There's not like, like a speedometer like, on the golf Well, there's like <laughs> there's like there's designated areas, like where the carts are programmed to only go a certain speed in certain places. Oh, so when you're okay. like driving around like the clubhouse in the parking lot. Some fancy golf carts. Yeah, like yeah, when, when, when you're like a certain area and you're like, like pressing the gas mile. all the way, it'll only go like seven miles an hour max. And then mm. once you kind of start going up on the on the cart path, it'll let you go up to like 14 miles an hour. Oh, that's going to feel and then, fast too. And then the it'll start. Path. And then like, and like as you like get in certain areas, like the speed will pick up like, there's like blind turns. Clocking thirty like, miles an hour. Like, there's like there, there's like blind turns around the course where it'll it'll like automatically no matter like how hard you're pressing on the gas it'll automatically make you go a certain speed. Yeah. Okay. Unless gotcha. unless you're on the brake, so mm-hmm. it's like yeah, they're like really high tech cards and advanced. That's but sick. you mentioned a map. You guys have like a digital map. Yeah. yeah. So so on the so on the on the cart is. <clears throat> it's like it's like a normal golf cart but on the like top a... there's like a little com- there's like a little screen you know like an ipad on top oh you, know, okay. you just click it there's a scorecard on it there's some settings on there to like mess with it people but that's for like all like the the equipment people to like mess with like to set up the carts and sure, to like program yeah. them but like all they're just on there to like keep a scorecard and a map for the people that are there mm-hmm. but when there's like there's like a secret like button like you know you tap it on the left twice and on the right twice and it brings up like a secret like settings and that's for like that that's for like what <laughs> when that, that, that that's basically just for us when we're 
to put it in a martial mode, mm-hmm. which is like the person that goes out that works there, like make sure everyone's doing what well, they should be the doing instead of messing around. Right <laughs> and then and then there's like golfer mode, which is it's automatically put into unless like we go in there. Okay. And like they could they could like set it from the computers in the golf shop. They can like set the set the carts to whatever mode. But um when we set it in martial mode and you click on the map it shows you where all the carts are. But when you're in regular like golfer mode it'll just show you where you are on the map. Okay. But yeah, so when you go into martial mode, you can see every single cart and where they are. Dang. And so it's helpful when we're closing and we can't find a cart. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's true. Yeah, so they're, they're they're super good carts and they're not even a year old. Okay. Yeah. They're the 2021 over here. Yeah, cuz the, the old <laughs> the old carts, they could most of the time when I would play with the old carts, we couldn't even make a whole round of 18 without having to call and they would have to bring us a new a fresh oh. cart because this one would die. Mm-hmm. So it's it's really good that we got new ones because they couldn't even last a whole a whole round of golf. So yeah. these new ones could go two rounds. That's sweet. Yeah, and they yeah, and they're like super good cards. I've I've never been very good at golf. I've say. never. No, no. Honestly, <laughs> honestly, so and Jack Jack can probably uh, back me up here. Golf is like, like when you see like posts on like Instagram or Twitter or whatever, it'll see like hardest sports one through fifty. Those are so like uh, every every single basically every single sport should be tied for first, for for like for like I don't cer- know. well certain people different sports are harder like golf is mm-hmm. it's so hard to like get good at, um, like you know, a, a golf is obviously do you know like what a par is yeah yeah basically yeah, yeah. so so shooting par is uh, different I believe it's what seventy eight. Depends. Like, well, so, so, PGA so, well, is like seventy between like seventy and seventy four. Like, yeah, so, course. Well, yeah, different course are different pars, but usually, usually it's or in the seventy somewhere. Mm-hmm. And when you first start, like the pro golfers are shooting like in the sixties. When you yeah. first start, you'll probably be in the hundred thirties, hundred twenties. It'll take. Yeah. And it's it's yeah. Triple it's bogeys super all over the place. Yeah. It's, yeah. When you first start, <laughs> when you first start, you're like celebrating over a double bogey, which is like if you're a pro, if you're a pro golfer, if you get a double bogey, you're you're quitting on the spot. Well, it's kind of like basketball. Like you first start, you're probably like celebrating yeah, over but like, like five there's, points or whatever. There's like so many things that so to like to like focus on. Like you could be you could be using like your driver. And sure you it's the most like mental game too. Oh it's gosh, yeah, it, yeah, it gets in your head so easily. Like when you're when you're playing good, you you like wanna you wanna keep on playing. If you're like doing if if you like do bad after like the first two holes, you just you just wanna get you just wanna get the day over with. Like yeah. you don't wanna like be there anymore, and you have to and then and then you have to be there and play sixteen more holes or however many you you're there to play, mm-hmm. and so it's like it gets to your head so much and. There is so many different things to like know how to do because there's there's usually people there's like five five clubs that like people like use on the regular but I would say there's about people's bags usually have about twelve clubs I would say something around that range and all of them are used differently. Oh them. yeah, yeah. I I never know. Like I know that the driver obviously is for like yeah. long range. Yeah, basically yeah, the lower the number is for the farther to hit, and you have to know like you have to know like your range. Like for everybody, like for some people, you could be using like a six iron, and some people will use that to hit it 
just like 150 yards. And then mm-hmm. there's the people that use the six iron to hit 250 yards. Mm-hmm. So like you have to learn your range and then you have to learn technique on how to use each one of them. And then like, say, say you're using like your driver and then you're like real good at it and you're not good with like your, like your pitching wedge. And then you start like practicing your pitching wedge and then, and then like you're focused on that and then you act to practicing your driver and then you're just bad at it again. Yeah. You know, so it's, it's so hard to stay consistent. Like there's yeah. always, there's always going to be a flaw in your game. You know, it's like, it's, it's probably the hardest sport to stay like consistent. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. I don't know. Cause for me, I'm lefty and I'm tall. So I'm like, in order oh, for yeah, me to like even play tough. golf, I have to have like longer clubs that are yeah. like lefty. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's already like a very specific subset of, of clubs yeah. and stuff. But then like, I've also just never really put any, if, if someone asks you how tall you are, what do you say? Six, 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 seven, six, eight. I, I, six, seven, but like, Sometimes I like to make people guess, and I'll just be like, "Why don't you guess?" <laughs> uh, yeah, because like people will guess, like especially like the younger kids at school, like yeah. they don't know me, yeah, and they'll they'll always like, be like asking me. And, and stuff. like the first question will be, "Can you dunk?" Yeah, exactly, yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> it's or it's always like, or it's like, just do you play basketball? Yeah, yeah, or yeah. Anything, dude. Yeah. No, I've been when people tell them like, "You should play basketball." I'm like, "He already does." Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and the, yeah, it's like all the time. Like anywhere I go, it, like someone's talking about it. Like mm-hmm. always. And it's like, I don't know. It, I think it's interesting because no one does that for short people. Like, if you're, like, really short, no one's like, yeah. wow, you're really short. Like, <laughs> That's an you, insult. You know, yeah. yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like, I don't know. It, it gets it gets tiring after a while because it's just, like, all the time. Yeah. But um, I feel like it's more common, like, as you become an adult. Like, there's quite a few people who are, like, 6'6". Six, six, you know, six, oh, five, absolutely, so. yeah. Um, but it's just hard, like, in high school because, like, no one is very tall, I feel like. Nah. Especially at Del Oro. I mean, you might go to oh, Folsom and like, or Whitney and there's like really tall kids. Del Oro is always the smallest team. Mm-hmm. Every yeah. every single time in basketball. Yeah. The only time I remember, like, we actually had some sizes when Chris and Trevor Trevor Drake were there. They were, yeah. they were what, like, how tall is Chris? Chris is about 6'8". Six, eight, six, and eight, how, tall, how tall would you say Chris Trevor is? is? Chris, who? How tall, would, you know, Trevor Drake? Yeah, I know Trevor. How, how tall was Trevor. he? Trevor is 6'6", six, 6'7". Six, six, and they were playing at the same time, right? Yeah, at, at, at one same, point. Yeah, we had, we had a bunch. Old. My junior year, we had, like, well, we, had, we had, like, 6'8", 6'5", 6'4", 6'7", 6'9". Yeah, that's then, like that was like the only time I've ever seen yeah. like any size on Del Oro. Mm-hmm. Like now our average height's probably six one, six yeah. foot. Yeah, well, cause, cause I feel like only like Jared's probably the tallest guard. Yeah, but yeah, we're maybe Frank, and then and then you'll be playing know. teams like Whitney, where their lineup will be, um, yeah, like six five. It'll be six five, six four, six four, six three. Well, six, even three. even Oak Ridge, they're like most of their guys. Oh, yeah, they're tall. Oh, yeah. Oak Ridge always been tall. Yeah. Well, yeah. the thing about them too is that they don't even they don't really have like a, a post who's like only a post. Like all their yeah. guys can like go in the perimeter. Yeah. And that's what makes it tough because then it's like they can go five out. Yeah. So you know? yeah, Delaware. I've never re- I've never seen Delaro have like a really really tall team other than like maybe once or twice. Yeah. If there were always yeah. the small, like. I the one the one time I've ever played on a team that was like that we were the average height was bigger than the other team was when I played in this one tournament from a team with a team from Reno. Mm. Is like that's the one time I've ever been been on a team. Like now I'm the team that I'm always on, I've been on ever like down here in like the Loomis Roseville area Rockland the the average height of the kids here are definitely a lot, a lot shorter than the kids we're always playing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
like I'd never been yeah, on a team true. where we're bigger than the other team except for once. It's so, crazy. Sometimes like playing with Tom, it'll be it'll be like it'll yeah, because nice. yeah, like because like Major will be playing with us and he goes yeah, to Antelope. Yeah, he's like Tom, he's, he's like six yeah, five, six thing, six. Yeah, so Tom it, gets players from from all around the yeah. area. Like I know, I know one time we played and we um, our LBBAU team where Jack coaches it. Our whole team are, were players from Del Oro. That was it. And we were playing the, the kids on their team. They had uh, two from Del Oro, one that goes to Ripon, one that lives in Oakland. And then the rest were kind of around the area, and we were literally, we're literally just kids from Delaware. So Tom Tom is really good at getting kids from yeah. Yeah. basically everywhere in the area. But the one thing about Tom though is that like, on a, like he'll it'll be like a completely different lineup on a given weekend. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like he, one he one has day different... one day I'll be playing with like, you know, Major and like some of those guys, and the next day I'm like playing with like Delaware softball. Yeah, no, so I'll, like, okay. Yeah, we'll have like tournaments and game. like they'll be playing like around the same time as us, and we'll see. They always have. It's a different team every. Yeah. He, you know, he coaches a lot of different teams, but yeah. mm-hmm. and then a lot of them are just the same team that have different players every week. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah so true. it's. I don't know. There's probably been, probably been, very few times where he's had this like the same lineup mm-hmm. in back to back weeks or unless he goes to like, like a tournament like in Vegas or whatever. yeah. But, oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's always. Uh, it, it keeps things interesting, I guess. But yeah, and, and our know. team is just. And our team's literally just kids from Del Oro that yeah. we're just trying to have fun. And I want to come out and play with you guys. No, now. no, yeah, yeah you're, defi- you're definitely you're definitely coming out. That'd this be a good time. You're definitely coming out. It's it's really it's great time. It's really it's really fun coaching because like I grew up like how I would I would always like look at basketball like cause especially like my dad it, we I always viewed it like as a business like I need to mm-hmm. do this this that like to get a scholarship or whatever. But now that like I'm able to coach, I lo- I kind of view it differently and like they've kind of taught me like it's more about you know, having fun and just enjoying the time you have, yeah. like, in high school, being an athlete, because most, like, the reality is most people, when they get to college, you're not gonna, I mean, you might play intramurals or whatever, but you're probably not gonna play, like, at a competitive level, Yeah. so, you know, coaching a team that has so many kids that they just want to have fun and play hard, you know, a lot of these kids at cert, at one point or the other were overlooked by a coach or, you know, may not play as much, and it's like, yeah, put them on my team and put them on, like, you know, put them on the court, it's like, they play really well, and, like, they play really well together, and that's another thing I really like, the consistency, like, we, we're we not going to have the same team every week, but it's the same mixture of guys, yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's really, it's neat, because there's so much support from the parents, everyone that's associated with the team is, like, from Del Oro, Loomis area, like, obviously me coaching, and then my two assistants, Katie Neal, Katie Neal and Natalie Mulos. Like, both went to Del Oro, both played for the girls' program and had a great career there. So, and then obviously the players. So, it's really neat. It's a great, you know, community yeah. feel. And, like, win or lose, like, I have a great time coaching them. And I bet, yeah. I think, yeah, they have a good time, and, too. And, and the thing, all the, all the players that are on the team, I've never played with a group of guys that want to win so much. Yeah. Like, they, like, they care a lot. Yeah. And, like, while we're also, um, like, on this topic, I want to talk about, like, the difference between, like, there's, like, really good players that I've played against in AAU, and then you put them on, like, the high school team, and they really don't do anything. Yeah. Like, there's so there's like there's kids like that that are just <laughs> on high school teams. They're just, like, just a normal role player that, like, you know, okay. Yeah. And, then, and, then, and then on an AAU team, they'll give you 30 a game. Mm-hmm. That's it's that's the so game. Weird. I, the it's game so is true, so though. different, though. Yeah, like, yeah, definitely. High school and AAU is so different. And in a lot of ways, I feel like AAU is a lot better. Because I feel like in high school the coaches follow this very like 
specific structure of playing basketball mm-hmm. and it's like the same every time and it's like nah like you don't need to play that way like sometimes it's okay to have like two big men in at once or sometimes it's okay to like yeah. have someone else run the ball you mm-hmm. know and I feel like in, in high school they just don't really do that it's very like okay oh, it's this like, is what's gonna happen every time yeah it's like a strict organized mm-hmm. you know set yeah. every single time down the field on down the court yeah unless unless it's like a fast break obviously but like when we're ju- when you're just playing AAU it's play your game do whatever you and know? the pressure's kind of off too a little bit yeah like yeah. I feel like it, not that it makes it more fun because I, I love the competitiveness but like mm-hmm. it makes it it makes it less like stressful because you don't yeah. feel like you're having to mm-hmm. and like, there's always follow there's always, someone else's like there's always so much smack format. talking like AAU too oh, yeah. which is <laughs> no we talk we talk probably too much sometimes like oh even God. even I like sometimes I need to like chill out because like a coach <laughs> will like say something or like he's like he's not a shooter and I'll be like oh yeah he is watch and he'll knock down a three I'm like so it's it just it's just Yo, really watch yourself fans low i know that's how i just got hit with the fan uh it's just a lot of fun coaching them and like like yeah, i said I win or lose it's cool and then you know seeing them have a good time because in high school you probably you guys can probably attest to this it's like a lot of times you're playing like not necessarily scared but you don't want to make a mistake because you yeah. know you yeah. might get pulled out oh yes yeah, but like so especially true. if you're not like getting a yeah. Playing the whole game, you know, you're just yeah. like playing like no mistake basketball. Yeah, and yeah. if like and if like in AAU, it's like there's like there's always something to laugh about every game, <laughs> and like and you're always it's always like a good time, you know, unless you're like playing in like a, a, a really big game or something. But like there's there's always like something to laugh about whether you're like up twenty at the end of the game and you're just launching threes or making stupid <laughs> like making like stupid turnovers and everyone just starts laughing, you know. And in high school that happens no matter you're up fifty, you're yeah. in trouble. You're gonna get in yeah. trouble. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. Um and I I bet is I bet it's cool because like you're probably playing against teams with coaches that you've Oh yeah. Not that you've been coached uh-huh. by, but like they were coaches too when you were playing. Man, it's a oh, trip. So. It's a trip. It's so. like it's like Coach Broyles after every like before and after every game he's like oh I've I coach with this yeah, guy or, like, or I yeah. coach him I like, like I coach that guy every single t- every funny. single team yeah. we've played this year Broyles has said I coached him or or I went to high school with him or I've coached against him for a long time and we're yeah. like buddies like he knows every single coach we play yeah it's yeah it's fun to coach against you know coaches that used to coach you like from like i love coaching against tom oh yeah I bet. Like, it's it's a lot of fun like the first time <laughs> the first time i coached against tom it was like it was really weird how everything was set up like there was like a lot of talk before the game and it was like a really big game <laughs> because like he had like like tyler said he had like a bunch of guys from like other schools like a couple from do a couple from you know wherever and then one from oakland and then we had like our lbb guys and there had been a lot of talk about stuff like going on in the preseason, like, you know, certain guys getting invited to these practices versus some guys like didn't get invited. So I was like, you know what, a, like a lot of you guys, like a lot of people, you know, don't necessarily are overlooking you guys. So let's let's go and like show everybody why you shouldn't be overlooked. Mm-hmm. And that was that was one of the more enjoyable games I've ever had. And I like watching them play so hard and like. It's truly like the David versus the Goliath because, you know, like, you know, Tom has a lot of guys that are, yeah. you know, bigger names, I guess you could say, like more people know, I guess you could say. And he's been like a, co- he's been doing, yeah, he's been like doing it for a long time. And so like my guys, like not necessarily 
being known in a sense and then just seeing how they competed so hard like we ended up losing by like three but seeing how they competed and battled mm-hmm. back from like a 15 point deficit was it was there's nothing like it honestly yeah and it's you know as like as someone that was in their shoes like it makes me like really proud to like see how they you know how much they enjoy playing and how much even when they lose like they find something to kind of like laugh about because at the end of the day like what are you doing if you're not having fun like you want to you want to play basketball like yeah you want to win compete and then ultimately if you want to get to the next level you want to do that but at the end of the day it's like what are you doing if you're not having fun so i can never like i never have to worry about like you know guys not having fun like yeah here and there you'll have a couple guys you know get annoyed with one another but that's actually like that's funny in a sense because like one guy will get mad at someone for like not passing the ball and then we're on on the bench i'm like jesus what are we doing <laughs> so it's, it's, it's a lot of fun though yeah yeah that's sweet that'd be i didn't jared come out and play yeah he did like, play a tournament with the us tournament with you guys yeah he did i can't believe i've never like because i play with tom and I've, I've never played against you guys before but yeah, no, I, I, I don't think i've ever seen you guys at hardwood yeah but yeah no you definitely gotta come out with us though one i time. would love to it'd be great it'd be a lot of fun oh yeah <laughs> Doesn't uh doesn't JD coach with you guys too when he can? Uh, sometimes. So like he'll, he, came, he doesn't really coach. He'll just sit on the bench and he, uh, yeah yeah. The one time he'll he, just be there. He came to Reno. Um, oh yeah. And you know he was on the bench because I think he was up visiting Katie or something like that. So mm-hmm. he was on the bench and he's he's cool to talk to too because you know he knows a lot about the game too. So it's good to get different perspectives and that's why like I love you know Katie and Natalie like on the sideline because they see a lot of times I get really fired up about the game itself and like. Yeah going it's like you know like yelling at guys to like pick it up or whatever or like you know slow like slow down be more under control and they're more like they're able to see like the x's and o's from like a different point of view or like point out different things like oh this guy's made a bunch of threes or you know this guy on our team looks really tired so that really helps me because i'm like okay i know how to i can kind of you know facilitate it better and then i'll have them make subs and they make great subs mm-hmm. too, and everyone gets pretty much equal playing time. And it's like if you That's make a fun. mistake, if you like make a turnover, I'm not gonna pull you out. Yeah. You know, if you make a turnover and then just like walk back, it's like okay, maybe. Yeah, yeah. But you know. But it's like everyone mm-hmm. makes mistakes. I feel like. Yeah. yeah. I feel like the whole like one mistake and you're done kind of mm-hmm. thing is not. That's so not a good stupid. way to coach because people are gonna make a mistake. It's like it's bound to happen. Yeah. There's yeah. no way to like be have like a perfect game. Yeah. Even people that like have quote-unquote perfect games like they still did stuff that yeah, yeah it's weird for me i had to like make a mistake before i like played like freely mm-hmm. like i mean i didn't have to like throw the ball away but like yeah. i would have to like miss like a mistake like miss a shot yeah, yeah. and then i'd be like fine because it was like okay well, i know i'm not perfect i can't play this game perfect yeah. now. <clears throat> well so, then you like, know like how to fix it too it's like oh that, that probably wasn't the best uh-huh. look i'm not gonna do that again mm-hmm. or like you know i'll be more mindful of this so yeah yeah and good. like definitely as you're saying like how jd was in reno that was like the whole Reno like tournament was was probably like the best like team bonding like oh event like I've ever been a part of. Yeah. You guys sport. won, right? You guys yeah, won. yeah, we did. That's, it was that's so there cool. was it and the crazy thing is um we won off of like back to back like crazy finishes. Overtime. Yeah. Ooh. One went to sudden death and then one went to this sudden championship death. with yeah. a double overtime, right? Or yeah. something like that. Yeah, so Dang, so yeah. the sudden death game was like uh, it was like a tie game, like the whole game, uh, like around the same score. We end up tying, going to overtime, um, and then we were down to, with like thirty seconds left, and we were. And do you remember? You could probably tell the story too. But yeah, so, there was like thirty seconds left, and we were just swinging the ball around. And we had nothing to do, and 
and you know we were like looking at, we were in trouble there yeah and, and like, i think yeah what you you get the ball and then make a contested layup right yeah with like six seconds left and then buzzer goes off we go into sudden death and it's like first bucket wins mm. and then i i hit a free throw and yeah and oh, like that's sweet and that feeling too like not just the coach is like always like basically like him being like family right like it's so yeah. and like working out with him and stuff like that it's like it's so like fulfilling to like see like those types of moments because you know in a lot of situations it's like you know the, the community or whatever like puts more emphasis on other guys that might have been like taller when they were younger or like you know played better or whatever but like seeing somebody like that that's like been overlooked before and have like that kind of moment it's just you know it's it's really special to see mm-hmm. and then obviously like now it's like people are starting to notice because you know he brings so many amazing things to the table but yeah like little things like that it's like there's there's really nothing like it and, and then like, go ahead uh, it will like the thing is like just like winning like that makes like the rest of the day like so much better mm-hmm. like when like when we're like in Reno and like we lose a game like a big important game you know like at the end then it's just like dang like the that that whole day is like kind of like ruined like everyone's kind of just upset the rest of the day <laughs> and so like when you're winning it just makes it like everybody is much happier yeah, and yeah. it makes the whole like trip what was your like mindset better. though going into that like free throw oh my god like, uh, well typically for me i've always like i've always been like when, when like the pressure comes it's like okay it's whatever i was just you know it's just a regular free throw and then i i was i honestly wasn't sure if like i had to make both of them like i wasn't sure if it was like you had to score two points or just yeah. like one so like okay, let me focus on making this one right now. I made it, and they just called games. Like, oh, that was sweet. And then, and then we played in the championship the next day, which was a game that was pretty much just as crazy as that one. And so like having intense games like that and winning them probably just made that whole that whole trip ten times better. Oh, because everyone was like happy. Like we had a great time. Um, you know, whether we went bowling a lot watched a bunch of movies oh, yeah. that's sweet hit some golf balls at the at the little range they had yeah and the best thing too is like coaching against like people that are similar to my age mm. so oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah to kind of to kind of put it in the context so the team the team we played in the championship we played our second game i think and we lost but like how how the brackets are like we could we went one-on-one and we could still go into the mm-hmm. winner's bracket because like point differential and stuff so we lost to them and i was like and their coach, like, I don't know, he's probably a cool guy or whatever, but there's some coaches, like, you look at, and you're just, oh, like, yeah. they just bug you. You're you know, probably for a some, scumbag. Like. Oh, my God, for some reason. This, the team was, like, from the Bay Area, so, like, I don't know. I always look at, like, Bay Area teams having, like, a bigger talent pool. Yeah, like, yeah, versus us, so It's, like, just, like, Loomis kids that go to Del Oro. Yeah. And so then we play them in the championship, and, like, for me, if I'm coaching against somebody that's, like, similar to my age, I take it so personally. I'm like, I'm like, you're not gonna outcoach me, and my guys are gonna beat your guys. And then we won, and I think he was like, wasn't he complaining or something after the game? Oh, you know, he was just, he was just upset. Yeah. And and um, oh, it's good. I remember when Riley got hurt, he hurt his ankle, ended up like riding around in a wheelchair the rest of the day. Um, and and like he hurt his ankle, and after the game, uh, my mom said something to the coach. She's like control your players more because this kid was out of control fouling us every single play 
Yeah. You know, Riley was down for a good five minutes because his ankle, and my mom just goes over after game and says, control your players more. And he was pissed. <laughs> I bet, yeah. It was, yeah, it was insane. Yeah, and then our the parents too. Like the parents are so awesome. Like oh, they're, they're yeah. some of the most supportive. No, yeah, we have we have the best parents. Yeah, they're That's like good. some of the most supportive parents you'll find. But they're also very, you know, they love to have a good time. Like yeah, especially like Frank Fagunda Senior. Who's, <laughs> every 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 time you put up a three, you just hear from the from from the from the crowd. You're just like from downtown. <laughs> you, know, you know, he's just screaming every single time and he's loving it. That's so and then fun, yeah. and then from Landon's younger sister taking pictures. Oh yeah. Landon's mom's always really supportive, you know. That's good. Yeah, you know, we got we got a, a great like Mr. A, Pickles a, for everyone yeah, maybe. Yeah, we got we got a great parent fan base. That's good. Yeah. That's, that's good. And they're and they're not afraid to like if other parents are complaining, like they're not afraid to like like shoot back at the other yeah, parents yeah, and no, like, they definitely will. they're like it's it's crazy like there's been so many games where like i don't even know it just makes me laugh thinking about it like you know other parents will say like hey he's a dirty player talking about like one of our guys and oh, then yeah. one of the parents mm. will be like they're killed like hey like shut up like who do you think you're talking yeah. to and it's like yeah and i yeah, love to see it because like all the, all the parents are really like very good people you mm. know raised their kids to be awesome real most of the like all of them being very successful as well and it's like you know they don't have they have they don't really have a ton of worries in life their main thing is just like wanting to be there for their kids and like just yeah. seeing that you know for me it's great to see because i look i look up to a lot of them and i kind of like look at them as like role models in a sense and like tyler mentioned earlier like building connections and stuff like that it's really cool but yeah no i'm i'm really grateful for the parents we got yeah, it's, they make so they cool. make it a lot more fun that actually reminds me like parents talking chase remember this like our jv season we we're playing at whitney Oh, and yeah. this this year, I don't know what it was, but Whitney Whitney had eight juniors on their JV team. Yeah, they did. Really? Yeah, they, and so their their starting lineup was all juniors and a freshman. Like so there was wasn't like, there wasn't a single sophomore yeah. that started. Wow. And so we're going up against juniors, and uh, the the Whitney parents were like, I forget what instigated it, but they they were just like being crazy, like yeah. like annoying, loud, like obnoxious the whole time. And I, I noticed that from Whitney a lot. There's there's a lot yeah. of that. But, it's the um, parents, dude. It's not even their. Co- it's, it's not yeah, even their students. It's, it's the parents. parents it's always the parents. Um, and then one of our one of the guys on our team at the time, his mom was like live streaming the game. Yeah. And so yeah. she's filming. Oh, like I forgot. And about this, uh, the, this, this Whitney parent was like chirping, uh-huh. like like saying a bunch of stuff about our team. And so uh, I I forget what it was, but like Russ made some dumb call, and then uh, the parent on our team, Keith's mom, she was like filming the game, and she like set made some comment, and then the this Whitney parent like threatened to like fight her outside. Oh my gosh! <laughs> and she's like, and she she used she's like an ex like marine or something or like oh. she, she was she was in the service, and so she's like she's like okay I will take you on like mm-hmm. outside, <laughs> and and these Whitney parent it was just so funny, but I think it's on the live stream. It's probably somewhere on YouTube. Yeah, it is. And you can like just hear it in the background. Wow. And like these Whitney parents like trying to fight our parents uh-huh. like outside. I'm like your kids are juniors on JV like mm-hmm. don't on. Yeah. just stop talking, <laughs> but. Sometimes, sometimes parents at like sport sporting events will just go like get crazy. Yeah. It's funny. My dad, my was my junior year. We we're playing at Bella Vista, huge student section for Bella Vista. Mm-hmm. Right, close game, like three and a half minutes left, and I was playing really good. And I was in the game, and my dad like would always like be at the top filming. And my yeah. dad, he's like he's from Philly, so okay. he's he's like, you know, he he like doesn't really have a temper, but like he's not afraid to like pop off. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And so they start like the, one of the ref, like one of the refs, he was kind of, he wasn't having his best game and, you know, 
he was kind of soft in general, but he uh, he stops the game like tweet like whistle, and he's like, "You, you're gone." I'm like, the fuck? like he, he's throwing somebody out. And I look up and I see my dad oh, packing no. up his camera. I'm like, "Oh my gosh!" I'm like, "This is not happening right now," and like you know how. Like when he he got tossed, so he's like walking, like making the yeah. long walk down the bleachers and like the student sections, like waving by. I'm like, this is so <laughs> oh bad. Oh my gosh! And then I don't know. And then I finished the game. I like, I had a I had a big three and two big free throws, and mm-hmm. I like shushed the crowd. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and then, but that was always that was one of the funnier stories. Like of all like the parents I know, like my yeah. dad of all people would be the one to get tossed from a game. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Our our coach freshman year got got kicked out of the gym. Yeah, because he Yo, was like two was your coach. Dorn, of course, yeah, <laughs> yeah. of course. And he, he got he got kicked out of the gym because the the refs like were just officiating so bad, and he was like he started yelling at them, and then he's like he gave him a tea, and then he kicked him out of the gym, and so we, like Lester had to coach us the rest of the game. Yeah. Wow. But I that was I think that's the only time like a coach has ever I've been on a team like our coaches like actually gotten kicked out of the that gym. That almost happened yesterday with Jones. Dude. Did he really? Oh, dude, really? No, did he really? Dude. no, no. So at the end, when Burrell's is mad, Jones walked damn near to half court. Yeah. No, he walked. He did. No, <laughs> he was at half court. Yeah, no, he I was, didn't even see it. He was, he was at. Like, he was. Like, I was at telling... the half court line, and mm-hmm. then like, and then like, kind of where like the volleyball mm-hmm. line was. I was like, I was. That's. I thought I was like, he's getting a tech yeah, right yeah. Now. No, he was. He was in the middle of the floor because uh-huh. he was like, mad. Was it when they made that stupid call of Brandon's travel or whatever? No, it was before it. I think it was like on the cadence steal at the end. Oh, oh, dude, that pissed me off so much. Yeah, yeah. No, it was just a load of bad calls. It was horrible. It was trash. I've never seen Jones really lose it like no, that. Jones no, Jones lost <laughs> Did he really? I, I've never seen it. <laughs> no, Broyles, I can't believe Broyles didn't get attacked. Yeah. It was crazy. I'm surprised. Well, because at, at Whitney, they they almost they gave him a warning. No, they gave Broyles a T. They gave him a T. Oh, that's right. They did T him up. Yeah, and that's right. both free throws. Though, so. they, they, they gave him a T, and I was like, he's not even doing anything. Like, He was challenging the call, but like, it's because it was a really bad call. It wasn't because he's like yelling at him. Yeah. But I'm like, I don't know. Sometimes the refs are like really soft. But yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Well, is there anything else you guys want to want to cover today? Well, today, because uh, honestly, it's, like it's, anything, anything it's, is uh, it's, it's football day today. I want to know who you guys got today. We gamble on sports. Uh, oh, oh, we're, oh, you we're, actually we're, my okay. company, Oh, yeah. that's big, sweet. big sports betters. Yeah, he, um, he put me on to it. I was like, I'm looking at because, like, really, you about, actually play with money? Yeah, we talked about like like being no smart way. financially, but everyone has like their vice. Ah. Right? Everyone, like th- some people like alcohol, it's their sure, thing. Yeah. But like for me, like he got me onto sports betting and oh my gosh, like. I've kind of wanted to get into it. It's, oh, it's, great. it's, an, it's a really easy way to lose it's, money. But if you're, if you're smart and you do your research, like I had like overall, mm-hmm. I had a profitable year in terms of like NFL futures, meaning like mm-hmm. before the season and starts, you predict like what's going to happen. It, and I made. Do you have to predict money. like specifics, like the scores of games? And well, stuff? There, there's so many different things you can bet on. Like, Cause I wouldn't be able to do that. Probably. But like betting on it makes it so much more fun. You have one game in like, four, like 300 okay, bets. For like, for like example, oh, yeah, for example, let's pull up uh while, card for NFL so uh, 130 game Raiders Bengals you can either bet so the line six basically so if if you bet on the Bengals on the line um, they have to if they win by six you tie but for you to win you tie so you just get your money back for you to win the bet they have to win by more than six and if you bet on the Raiders if they lose by six you tie 
but if they if they lose by less than six or they win, you win the bet. Yeah. But you can also bet on the Raiders to win. Say you bet on the Raiders to win and you put in like a hundred dollars. If you win, you get your hundred dollars back plus an additional two hundred and ten. Oh jeez. Yeah. So yeah. So if you if you just put on a hundred on the Raiders today, mm-hmm. that is. Three hundred and ten dollars, but that's like including your hundred dollars you put in. So ten hundred, two hundred ten dollars profit. Bet on both sides. Well, so if you, so if you bet on the Raiders, you if you can, bet, but you're gonna so, lose some money. So like, say, yeah, say but... you put a dollar on the Raiders to win, you you'd win, you'd profit two dollars and ten cents. Say if they win, say you put a dollar on the Bengals to win, and they won, you 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 win your dollar back and you get forty cents. Yeah. Yeah. Because like, because like they're favored to they're win favored the game. Win. That's exactly. the one thing. Mr. Walters always said he's like. He's like, because it was it was around the Super Bowl time, or like it was ni- it was 2019. Yeah. So that was Niners Chiefs. Fe- yeah, February of 20. That's yeah. when the Chiefs and Niners went. Yeah. Niners were doing good, and he's like, he's like, nah. See, I, I wouldn't put all my money on the Niners winning because I'm not gonna get yeah. that much back. Yeah. They're yeah. favored to go yeah. well. I'm gonna bet more money on like the Dolphins or something because that way, even if they do well, it's more value. Like th- that's like yeah, yeah, no one is expecting them to win. Yeah. So I'm gonna get more money. So like, w- like the biggest line is the so the Chiefs and Steelers. Say you bet, so the the Chiefs are favored 13. Yeah. So to win that bet, they have to win by more than 13. If you bet on the Steelers, they can lose by as much as 12. Yeah, and, you and still they get can money. still win. You win. But say you just bet on the Steelers to win a hundred dollars, and if they win, you get your hundred dollars back, and you win 475. Yeah, so that, that's that's when it gets dangerous. So yeah, so yeah. so that's <laughs> basically like that. that's that's where like Vegas comes in like super smart. Like mm-hmm. they make the line so good to bait you. Like yeah. there'll be, there'll be lines that look so good that you want to bet on it, and then and then like, and then like a hundred dollars will get you like a thousand dollars back, and like it's not even like, mm. it's not it's like it's still a bet that's very possible, and it's just there it's just there to bait you, and to lose. Vegas is wild. No, yeah, like, they know they know something we don't. It's, yeah, it's, they do. Yeah, all the information that goes into it, it's ridiculous because what happens is like a lot of. So the public will bet, like, let's say, let's take any random game. Like, for example, so you could have your prototypical, like, Tampa Bay Buccaneers versus, you know, like, Houston Texans. Like, most people would say, oh, my gosh, like, hammer the Buccaneers. Like, bet them. They're going to obviously win. Let's say the spread's, like, 12. They're probably going to cover the spread. Mm-hmm. But, like, you know, what Vegas knows is, like, you know, that no one else knows. Like, you know what? Tom Brady has a sprained left pinky. He has, he's not throwing the ball in practice as yeah. good. Or, like, this guy isn't running as well. Or, like, this guy looks bad. Or, like, just, like, anything you could think of, you know. And then everyone will come. All the money will be on the Buccaneers. But then the Texans cover the spread. And, and you know, Vegas wins again. Yeah. So, I think a good way, like, like for, like, professional bettors are called sharps. So, a good way to, like, look at, to, like, kind of get a good sense of where to bet. Look at the amount, like, the percentage of bets <laughs> Like, let's say you have like you know Buccaneers Texans, probably like ninety five percent of the bets like individual bets are gonna be on you know like the Buccaneers, but you need to like look at where the actual money and you can like look it up. It's like public information. Like look at where the money is going because the money is like the sharps and the professional betters coming. And so if it's like ninety five percent Tampa Bay, but the money is like sixty percent you know Houston Texans, then you might want to come in on Houston. Yeah, but yeah. it's like there's so many. It takes a while to like really figure it out. But yeah, sure. There's yeah. a lot of different variations. No, to yeah. it. And there's like so like there's 312 different bets you can make on this upcoming game. Like I'll I'll list you list you some examples here. But so you can bet on, you know, 
over under 49, will there be more than 49 points, will there be less, you know, who's going to win, and then there will be lines on the first half, first quarter, second quarter, third quarter, fourth quarter, second half, you can bet on who has how many carries, um, how many pass completions either quarterback throws, passing touchdowns, passing yards, Um, you can also change the spread, like if you wanted to, you can say the Raiders are going to win by, like, so say, say you personally say Raiders minus six and a half, which means the Raiders are favored by six and a half. So if they win by seven or more, a dollar gets you 425 and a hundred gets you 425. So like you can change the line for oh, for the better odds. What's the amount of money you can bet on it? Like what if someone just a toss? Like you can probably put as much as you, you want. You can put as much as you want. Like yeah. there's there's um a guy last week uh the I follow I follow BR betting and so he had like this a parlay which is um like say you make four bets you can parlay them and if like and if you get every single bet correctly then you win but if you get one of them wrong then you lose no matter if you get like the other three right oh. but if you but if you get them all right the odds go crazy like oh, I bet. He, he put like i think it was like $30,000 on a few games and it was like i i remember the last one was georgia to win the to to win the um college football championship and he turned like $30,000 into a million yeah on a par on a parlay of like four different teams yeah. like I'll I'll show you right now. Like I'll try and I'll I'll go in and I'll go I'll go money line. Talk about paying off your debt. Just, yeah. Just so, like, so so if I go well, like, like you're risking thirty grand, dude. Yeah. So yeah, that's right a good, now, that's a good way to get it. Yeah. Like, you're <laughs> risking thirty grand. Right now I'll go through and like choose all the favorites to lose. Just lose the game straight up, and like and then like I'll just type in hundred dollars and I'll see what a hundred dollars can get. So if you go. If you go all the favorites, oh my god! If you go all the favorites to uh, to to lose in the first round, if you bet a hundred dollars on it, you would get a hundred and twenty-one thousand back. Oh, yeah, that's, that's almost worth. That's like, just it's just a hundred dollars. Let's see a hundred dollars that like you don't like. Okay, but if you're betting a hundred dollars and all the favorites are gonna lose, you're just stupid. Because yeah. that's just not gonna happen. But I yeah. mean, I would risk a hundred for. I think a hundred. I know. Honestly, I think I think all these games are toss ups, except for like, you know, you Steelers, know, like, Chiefs, if, and Buccaneers, I think Eagles. I think the rest yeah, of the games like, could. True. And honestly, I'd even those games could go that. either team. I'd yeah. probably rather a hundred dollars on that than buy a hundred dollars worth of lottery tickets for like the. They, they well, should yeah, do. Well, they yeah, should definitely. do sports betting for high school. Like I could, that, bet, that's I could, I could bet. I don't care. I could bet on SFL teams. I, I guarantee. Well then, well then, 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 like, just say like my dad put a hundred dollars on Delaware to lose. Then I would just say, and or like say my dad put a million dollars on us to lose. I would just say, all right, everybody, we're gonna purposely lose. My dad's gonna yeah. make a million dollars, and he's gonna give each of you. Uh-huh. He's gonna give each oh, of you thirty thousand dollars if mm-hmm. we purposely lose. You know, what if, like, what if you so know, that's why it's illegal. Yeah, that's true. Well, I it's got, also like minors. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I got one of my teammates at Sierra College. He went to Grant High School in Del Paso Heights. And mm-hmm. so, like, Grant is one of the – it's a really cool atmosphere because, you know, it's, like, a really big community. And so there's a lot of people that, like, went to Grant or that, like, that grew up in that area. And so, like, Grant versus Sacramento High School, it's, like, a huge oh, yeah. rivalry. So he'll tell me he, – like, he's told me so many stories. Like, like the parents or, like, relatives of the players will, like, bet, like, create, like, a spread and, like, have bets coming in, like – and have, like – cash bets like if grant beats sack high by like four like after the game it's like there's being like money that being distributed to mm-hmm. like different guys so yeah there's <laughs> there's like a lot of things that like get bet on no matter like what it is like 
for all you know, there could have been the parents betting on the game last night. Like, you know, there's there, there's a lot of there's a lot of people right. betting on like just random things. Like last year during the pandemic, when like there was no sports betting going on, on was like... no, there was when there was no sports going on. Like one of like the main bets to make like for anybody was what the weather was going to be the next day. In, oh, certain, in, in certain areas. Imagine like having nothing to do with that bet. Like, yeah, that board, yeah, like yeah, like people stuff. people like are so thirsty to bet that they'll yeah. bet on what the yeah. weather's gonna be in certain parts of the country. That's what's so dangerous about like casinos and stuff. Oh my god! Yeah, like, there's a reason why there's no be, windows or yeah, clocks yeah, in they'll, casinos. They'll, they'll they want you to be in there for all day, like yes. all the time. Like you can but, bet on you even like you know you can bet on who the next president's gonna be right now. Yeah, like you can bet on politics, entertainment. Kanye yeah. for sure. <laughs> Throw hundred dollars on that, turn that into like ten million. And the crazy thing is, so during the election last year, after like the first day, at, like, like late at night, Donald Trump had, um, like minus six hundred odds to win. So if you put a hundred dollars on Joe Biden to win, then you would have got your hundred back and six hundred dollars. Yeah, would've, like, would've, yeah, and then like and like literally the next morning, Joe Biden had insane favorites. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So like yeah, you could literally bet on everything, and like they'll like bait you with any odds. It's crazy. Jeez, I I've kind of well the reason why they didn't used to have like professional sports in Vegas is probably because of the sports betting, right? Mm -hmm. So like, but now they're starting to do it with the Raiders, and I think the A's actually might move to Vegas. Oh, they're and, like considering and the, it and. Uh, recently, the the Chicago Cubs—they're the first professional team yeah. to have a sports book in their stadium. So you can like, so it's like like a mini Vegas inside the stadium. So you can go up and place a bet on the game that was currently happening. Jeez. Yeah. That's kind of sick, though. Yeah, and it's like, yeah. and like like I was saying, like Vegas and like all of them know something that like people don't. So like they'll they'll like put crazy. Put crazy bets and crazy mm -hmm. odds on on stuff that will just bait people and get their attention. Like, oh, this looks good. Yeah. No matter like how good it looks, and so many people will go on it, and then it'll lose. Boom! Vegas just made that much money. Jeez. And I remember, um, I think it was if Alabama won the game, I think it would have been like the like the biggest the biggest loss for Vegas, like ever. Cause like. Um, it would have if if like Alabama won, there would have been like so many people would have won because there were so many people that put so much on Alabama because like it was for like the first time in forever that they weren't the favorites mm -hmm. to win the game mm -hmm. that Vegas would have been down huge and I mean well, I'll, they, try, I'll try and find it right they now they like had a chance crazy. like right to like come back and then Georgia got the interception yeah yeah, yeah they oh yeah it was a game. close game like it was so close to having like one of like like the biggest losses in Vegas ever. Yeah, but the biggest thing I think, just don't gamble with money that you can't afford to lose. That's how yeah, that's how people that's, get. That's true. That's how people get into trouble. Like you read stories of like people, um, like you know, using their mortgages on like one bet. You go on like Reddit, like look at like gambling addiction. It's some like the most depressing things you'll yeah. ever read. You'll like oh, read stories yeah. of somebody like I just um I just bet like the my kids' college savings on you know, like, this team to win, and they, like, they were, like, Jeez. heavy favorites. They were, like, it was, like, the, it was, like, it would be, like, Buccaneers versus Texans, right? Mm -hmm. I bet, like, my kid's college tuition on the Buccaneers, and Brady injured his hand in the first quarter and didn't play the rest of the game, and, you know, <sighs> Texans came back and won. That's so Like, awful. there's so many stories like that. It just honestly makes you sick to your stomach. So, like, for everyone listening, like, do not, like, it's fun. Like, it's good to, like, have some fun, but do mm -hmm. not, like, gamble with, 
you know, money you can't afford to lose. Like, don't be gambling your paychecks. Like, that's, yeah, just, yeah. that's just being stupid. Yeah. Right. So, a big thing to, like, be smart with when you're betting, only bet what you can afford to lose. N- never, <laughs> never, well, like, never, bro, never bro. bet more than you can afford to lose. That's, like, that's, like, the main rule. Or, or, because, like, say, say you bet, like, a certain amount, yeah. and, like, like, obviously that. you don't, like, want to lose, that. but, like, but like, say say you bet like more money than like, so you, like you can like really like. For me, what I, like what lose. I kind of do, like the one rule I have is like you just have to bet money that like you can lose. Yeah. Like the one Tyler. It's like it's like it's like it's just a known thing. Oh. Um, it's yes, it's very known, well, especially yeah. especially in this room when Jack just said it. One. <laughs> did you just say <laughs> it? Let me say that class. I, I, I didn't hear him. <laughs> I swear he spent like two minutes talking about it. <laughs> yeah, we did. One oh thing though, gosh. like for real though, is like if you win money, to only play the money that you won. Because like, let's yeah. say it goes to zero. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Then like, or like yeah, let's say you made a thousand dollars. It's like then maybe take five hundred, like pocket it, and then play with the other five hundred you won. So like whatever happens with that money, like you still you still pocketed that yeah. like 500 I think sometimes like, people don't know when to quit because like yeah. they'll be doing well and then they'll just like keep betting and then they'll lose it all yeah. and it's like Start dang chasing, like, yeah. it's, like you gotta know it's, a, to... it's a hard balance because I feel like you should quit while you're ahead but at the same time if you're doing well like maybe you can get some more yeah but if I make if I make like a big bet for example like I put a significant amount of money on like a, a futures bet and ended up hitting and made me a few hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. I just took like eighty percent of it, cash out. The other twenty percent, I'll still like. And it's like you could lose that twenty percent. Yeah. And then it's like we well, yeah. still have that eighty, the eighty percent in your pocket, right? But yeah, what happens is people like win a bunch of money. Like, oh my god, now nah, I'm gonna put all this money on like the one bet, and it's like, nah, you shouldn't do that. And then too, mm-hmm. like you can just ride that twenty percent as long as you want. You're not scared to go all out because. It's money you yeah, it's didn't money, have before. Yeah, anyway, it's so money you can lose. So you can that that then you could totally like no, just keep keep playing it, right? Mm-hmm. Whereas it's like if you're playing off that hundred percent you made, you're like crap, like do I keep going and like risk losing it all, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a lot of fun though, because like you can and like Tyler got me hooked onto this, but you know, I always like admire like he knows so much about like different sports, especially football. Like we were driving to the forty nine er game the other day and he's like talking about like you know, like, the Jaguars defensive linemen. I'm like, how the hell do you know all this stuff? Yeah. But, like, part of, like, gambling and, like, betting on sports games, like, there's so much research that goes into it. You need to know so many different things. Yeah. Like, and I did, like, hours of research, like, on NFL before I started placing bets. And, like, I could probably tell you, like, every team's biggest strength and weakness. And I know he could, too. So, it's just, like, little things like that. Just, like, from the knowledge point of view, it's really cool, too. Yeah. What do you guys use for sport? Do you use, like, DraftKings? It's, it's, or... it's called Bovada. It's okay. a, uh, it's a uh, just a website. You can also get the app, but the, the the website's way more convenient. But like, yeah, like with knowledge, like I already know exactly what I'm gonna bet on for tomorrow's games, like for like the Niners, because I know I know I know the Cowboys' run defense isn't like the greatest, and I know the Niners play like a super like big running game, like that's their focus. So the Niners are, I'm gonna probably bet that the Niners run more than thirty times. Yeah, because they're that's literally all they're gonna do. Mm-hmm. And then the Niners will probably win because it's. I, I got money on the. Yeah, I, yeah, I think so too. What's your lock of the What's your lock of the week? Uh, my lock of today, my lock is probably Bills minus four and a half. I think the Bills are gonna smoke the Patriots. I really, really? I really don't think the Patriots are good. I really don't. I think they're terrible. 
And actually, the line's five now, so I think I think the I think the Bills win by a good fifteen. So actually, actually, wow. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Bills win by seventeen. That's ballsy right there, folks. <laughs> ballsy. I'm gonna say <laughs> um twenty seven to ten Bills. Jeez, I don't know if I'd go that far. Twenty seven to ten. Seventeen. Yeah, you you could predict the final score too. I, I wouldn't be able to predict like rushing yards and passing yards and stuff just because I'm not, yeah like, that that takes, I don't know enough about like so all these NFL players yeah. oh to like gosh. know, but I guess you could use like statistics to like figure out like mm-hmm. okay on average how much does you know Joe Burrow yeah. throw for or, like, yeah the thing is that's like it's like matchups are it's, like so important like you got to know like who you're mm-hmm. betting on who they're going against you know what are their strengths and weaknesses yeah that's the other thing because even if they're averaging like I don't know like a lot of like passing yards but then against this one team they're that's like, what's bringing their passing yeah. yards down if you're betting on them to like do well against yeah. the same team like they're probably not going to yeah, do well yeah like 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 say you think oh he's going to have this many passing yards but then they're playing the best pass defense team in the league mm-hmm. then it's obviously not going to be his regular game passing it's yeah. probably going to be more of a a running centered game yeah yeah that's sweet well boys where can uh where can everyone well, out there uh, find you the guys on the, on the socials? Yeah. On the socials? Uh, you can find me at, uh, let's see, uh, just my my Instagram. It's all I use. I have Snapchat as well, but it's... Uh, all the ladies out there. <laughs> yeah, ladies. <laughs> TylerNeil04. It's my right. Instagram. We'll link it. Yeah, my Instagram is JackMWellT, and then go follow me on uh, Twitter. What's my Twitter nowadays? At Jack, it's same thing. Jack M Welty as well. Um, I'm pretty active on both of those, so Sweet. you can, if you want to see some of the uh, interesting deep poll questions that we talked about, you can follow my Instagram and you can vote on them. Definitely. All right. Yeah, we'll link those. Well, thank you guys for coming on the show today. Absolutely. Thank you for having us. It's um, been a, it's been a pleasure. Yeah, it's been great. Um, well, that's all we got. I'm your host Ethan. And I'm your host Chase. See you guys next week. Thanks for listening to the Think Tank. If you like what you heard, be sure to leave a five-star review. If you're interested in being a guest on the show, you can email Chase and Ethan at thethinktankcast at gmail.com. You can follow us on Instagram at thinktank.pod or on TikTok at thinktankpodcast. The music of Think Tank Podcast is recorded and produced by Corbin Finn.